As far as I know, it's GG No Re. We're back. We're back from quarantine. Tonight, we've decided to all get COVID-19 together. At the same time. Woohoo! We're going to make our constitution saves in real life right now. <laughs> Everybody make your save. Here we go. 15 plus whatever my con mod is. Ooh, girl, that's a 19. Hey, I rolled a 19 also. Nat 20. <laughs> Three. Oh. Sorry, Jim. You're dead. Bye. At least you know now. You just leave now. <laughs> you have time to make... Make arrangements. Tonight, we are going to... Because we're talking about what, what in the world's going on. We played remotely what several times. What even is d I did not really enjoy it that much. I like the product that we use. However, in general, that's not how I would want to play. Because I can't... I just can't get super invested. Yeah. Correct answer. Because like, I'm just going to play a game on this other screen. Yeah, you can, <laughs> you can play an actual video game. They let you do a lot of cool stuff mm-hmm. instead of waiting around for thirteen hours. Yeah, it just doesn't take advantage of the medium. It's that's true. That's the problem. I wish I was remoted in right now. <laughs> I mean, we basically treat you as if you are. That's right. <laughs> this you're, I know. You're remoted in the spirit. I, I'm sorry. I had you muted. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> so tonight, afterward, we're going to talk about what we're going to do next, as far as the podcast goes and real life goes. But you, dear listener, get to have a little treat. Um, you get to have a little Dear Gary as a treat, okay? Don't let it, don't take too much Dear Gary at once. Don't let it go to your head, but we're going to do it right now. And in fact, our first Dear Gary question, what, oh, wait, 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 wait. What's Dear Gary? In fact, I talked to Stacy before recording, and I said, Stacy, we're going to do a Dear Gary episode tonight. And he said, what is a Dear Gary? Huh. We're like, what you, you said, don't, don't you listen to the podcast? <laughs> yeah. To you which I like, said, just... I've listened to parts of it. Yeah. And he said, oh, what's a podcast? And we said, okay, Boomer. Yeah. Uh-huh. He just kind of called him out. That's great. <laughs> so that's that's what I have to deal with. Then he hits uh, you with so many minion memes. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think I've even seen him on Discord since the minion meme incident. <laughs> I don't post anymore on Discord <laughs> since the minion yeah. meme <laughs> idiocy. He really got a... Uh, that, that was a seminal moment in the podcast. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Talked about it for days. Yeah, we did. But tonight we're going to talk about the problems that people have with RPGs and what we suggest to do about it. That's that's our advice column, our D&D advice column. Dear Gary, as in Gary Gygax, as I explained to Stacy. Here's our first one from a listener. Gigi No Re. Well, this uh, this isn't quite okay. Okay, this is a this is a hybrid episode. Okay, so it's Whoa. it's dear You're Gary. You're changing things on me now. I, yeah. Okay. I, what I appreciate from you guys is your flexibility, your adaptability, your ability to think sideways, out of the box, laterally. Okay, this is part of that. So I know you guys are going to perform at a nat twenty level here. After we talk about these things, we will talk about Dear Gary until we get tired of it, and we'll just stop abruptly without outro music, because I can't be bothered. Oh, my. First, we're going to talk about some topics, okay? Gigi no Re, uh, I'm I'm reading this number here, five years on. Wait, the podcast? Yeah. Uh, Surely that's not right. I I thought it's been like, it feels like way longer. (laughs) (laughs) I believe it may be accurate that... GG No Recast has been going on for five years. I don't want to. Sounds right to me. I've been here for three. Have you really? Mm -hmm. Started playing three years ago this July. Yeah, that's weird. Hmm. When it was fun. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I feel feel someone is on blast here. (laughs) Who could it be? 
<laughs> I don't know. So, GG No Read, we're five years. What do I have to say about this? I'll start. We started talking about and playing. What, John, have you verified this? 2015? 2015. The first episode aired May 8th. May 8th. 2015. Bro. Wow, we just celebrated our like fifth anniversary. No, wait, May, June. Yeah, wow. June is after May. It turns out mm-hmm. <laughs> just just like like a month ago. So let's just make this our fifth year anniversary episode. How about that? So that's COVID free. Wild. That that, that works. That works for me. Doesn't feel like we've been doing this for five years. <laughs> so five years. We started with D and D five e when it was transitioning from four e to five e. D and D next. Then D and D five e yes running the play tests and then mm, but the podcast didn't cover that the podcast was instead the what was it called so the it, first one that we the, did yeah was the inconvenient, that's inconvenient berries yeah. but what was that part of that was part of uh, wasn't Horde of the Dragon Queen Apocalypse. No, it was no, no, Prince no. of the Apocalypse. Was it? No. Yes. No. no. The Wait. first episode was character generation and intro. No. Okay, oh, but on. for what? <laughs> but what, what campaign? <laughs> it was Horde of the, No, it wasn't Horde of the Dragon Queen. Stop it. Was, it was a princess. It was a, the Princess of Apocalypse. Yeah, Prince of the Apocalypse, yes. The Prince of Apocalypse princess. was basically like a, a Temple of Elements of Evil type redux. Correct. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Except without everything that made that good. <laughs> yeah. Like the Hamlet, the classic Hamlet about which they made a video game that was great. Like they should have just updated it. Because in Prince of the Apocalypse, there wasn't like a cool home-based town area with stuff going on in it. Do you remember that? Mm, yeah, we made our own. I think. No. We took over that tower where we like wiped the floor with everybody. We did. Yeah, we did do the tower. But then, and, then, and then I think we came. I think someone came and murdered us after that, though. If I recall. I don't remember. Yeah. All, all that matters is we started with. Dungeons and Dragons 5e actual plays. And that was the point of the podcast, to play actual yes. plays. And then to review. And then to review them. Yes. And we did that for several of them. Mm-hmm. But then we stopped. Because they were bad. They were really bad. <laughs> Consistently bad. <laughs> Have they improved? No. 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 We still had fun playing them and recording our playings of them. Sometimes because we are... Having fun and a kind of rem- at a remove, seeing the misery that we're enduring in real life, but mm-hmm. having a joke at it, having a laugh at it. But we decided to stop doing that, so we did other things. And now that's that's the next turn. We're gonna we're gonna get to 200 episodes. I don't remember what this one is. It's like it's really close to 200. Yeah, 195 maybe, Something. possibly. <clears throat> it's getting there. So we're gonna at least get to 200, and but I don't know what the podcast is gonna look like then, or what we're gonna talk about or play, because I don't have any interest in playing further Watsi stuff. I don't really have any interest in playing further modules that I didn't write in general. So, what does that mean? We're gonna talk about it after the show. We're gonna figure that out. But you've got at least a few more episodes of Gigi No Re. Maybe we'll have 500 more. Who can say? Maybe we'll have five more. Who can say? No one knows, but I do know that we will talk about this next question from a dear listener, from a dear patron, which is media products for tabletop RPG adaptation and maybe how you would do it. If you could adopt a media product or IP for a tabletop game, which one would it be that doesn't already exist, let's say, or maybe that one already exists for, but you would do better? Uh, That's hard because I feel like they're pretty quick to like adapt to an RPG. Like people love to do that. So what could it? I would say The Witcher. I know that one already exists and it just came out like mm-hmm. a year within the last year. But I think I read about 30 seconds of it and thought it was trash. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, just the <clears throat> the world in general, um, I think is is good. It's better. I, I like it better than standard, you know, uh, Watsy D and D, all their settings basically. Yeah. <laughs> I think are kind of silly, but all, all the the setting and the and the Witcher stuff is. I've read all the books and played all the games, so I I really like that setting a lot better. It's more realistic and gritty. Uh, realistic in terms of like the politics and the wars and the stuff that go on, but the monsters and stuff they have they usually have a lot of a lot more. Oh, oh uh, kicking the table! Uh, oh, Professionalism check. <laughs> <laughs> I was angry. Guess who that was? <laughs> I had to kick something. Um, and, and then, and of course, being a witcher, either you could, you know, you could either be a witcher, which is going to be, you could either be all melee focused, you could be melee slash magic focused with the signs, or you could try to bring in the the sorceresses, the magicians. Um, I mean, there were there are male sorcerers too. Are there? Uh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. In the in the game in the games they're not as prominent because of the time at which it takes place. Okay. Uh, in which, I've only read a couple of the novels. Yeah, so, so the, the Witch's Lodge is predominantly female um, led at that time, but if you read the, the novels and stuff there I mean there are lots of if you read the novels male sorcerers and, 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 and magicians and stuff too. But um, yeah, so you could have a totally magic class using that, but like in the in the mechanics of how the magic works, I think there's probably something cool you could do there with you know, other than just having a component. I mean, there's components, but I feel like it's a lot riskier uh, in the Witcher world in terms of when you're casting something, um, like riskier to your health, you know, and the and the weird effects that could happen by casting something that could, you know, kind of like a, a, what is it, the Chaos Wizard? What is it? The, there's a class, a sorcerer. There's like a sorcerer subclass in D&D 5. Mm-hmm. It's like Chaos or something. No, the wild magic. Wild, wild magic. Yeah, yeah, it's wild magic. Mm-hmm. So you know, the wild magic. They have a table of like a D one hundred. Um, like every time, it wasn't every time you cast, but it, under certain conditions. I think that's. It's I think a, it's optional rules. It's for, up to the DM. Yeah, yeah. 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 The DM I, I, I played it once, and I was like, I want this to happen every time I cast a magic. Like this thing could happen. It could be really weird and inconsequential. It could be like really horrible, or it could be really good. Um, so the Witcher magic kind of lends itself to something like that too. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and then of course all the the monsters are all fun and they have a little logic to them. So that's yep. you're right. That's a that's a great thing that could be adapted. The the I don't remember who made the Witcher adaptation that's most recent, but it seemed really lame to me. There's lots of extra classes besides Witchers, like beyond Witchers and Sorcerers and Witches, and that's dumb. Yeah. I don't want to be a bard. I don't want Dandelion to be a PC. <laughs> yeah. He should be an NPC. Who cares about him? I, I I kill him. I kill him right now. I'm killing him. No, but he's, he's going to make sure that coins, I don't get, care. coins get tossed I to don't you. I don't care. You want those coins. I don't want those songs. Anyway, the <laughs> an IP that I think would work is like Dark Souls or Bloodborne mm-hmm. or something like that. And there have been hacks that I've seen, but they've all been, I feel, kind of Mediocre. underdone. Yeah, they're like one-pagers or just 5e conversions which doesn't affect the structure of the game it's just like mechanics oh if you use a saw cleaver it's plus one to bl- who cares about that that's not what the game's mm-hmm. like so i think a full structural conversion into a dark souls kind of thing would be really cool i've thought a lot about that in the context of destiny yep because <clears throat> raids are really fun and in the game i thought it might be fun to integrate some raids and try to find a way to make the playing the tabletop version feel similar to the way it feels when you play in the game. So just thinking through, all right, what kind of mechanics could I create to simulate the hectic, hectic 
nature of gunfights where you've got 15 things shooting at you you're jumping and flying and sliding all over the place and you know but also not get too caught up in billions of dice rolls and the failure state is not permadeath it's just lost time yes like yep. maybe you won't be able to progress until next week yeah. when you get together and play again yeah yeah because the lore lends itself to that yes and so i've thought about working doing something like that i thought it'd be fun um i, I, I think you and I have t- talked a little bit about it on Discord, and I come up with a couple cool ideas. I really want to flesh it out some more. The hard part for me would be then be making mechanics for raid mechanics that were not boring. Yeah. Well, dumb. I mean, they actually have uh, <clears throat> particularly. I mean, obviously there are good raids in Destiny One, and there's some in Destiny Two. But they so now they have they have raid raid, which is your full six man. Like this is the in game content, which all kinds of crazy puzzles but then they have mini raids which they're, they call dungeons mm-hmm. so <clears throat> didn't they already have that, i did like, some dungeons ago? i did they, uh, ha- they haven't had it in destiny one but in destiny two they introduced it and, ta- and taken no not taking in the there's a taken one towards the beginning of destiny two it's the the, the whisper of the worm was the first that one, one. yeah i did that one oh, yeah wow. i tried to solo it was not- it's hard yeah it, so there's <laughs> there's like there's three or four now and they just released a new one this <clears throat> this past week with the new season and so each one has it's but it's a three-man thing so it's basically a mini raid but it has multiple stages and you know they have mechanics that they introduce to you so the dungeon has its own logic to it and mm-hmm. a lore the actual lore that you know you can care about or not care about um and a reason behind why is this mechanic this way and why are the puzzles this way um and and then you know on top of that it's the boss fights and how do those how do the how does the combat interlink to the puzzle mechanics that are not combat oriented you know so you got to do both at the same time yeah so i feel like there's there could be a way to do that well that's one of the things i loved about some of the destiny raids that i played i played the i, I didn't play any of the raids in destiny 2 but in one we had um vault of glass and uh, hey, there was they're bringing that back at the next season they're bringing <gasps> it back yeah it's, it's coming back i'm so tempted to get back into this game right like, I'm not. If if crossplay became a thing, like I can play they, with you. They, they specifically said they're working on it right now. Okay, if crossplay becomes yeah. a thing and I can play with you, I'll play the yeah. game again because yeah. I don't have anybody to play with. I might just as a social activity. Um. <laughs> so so wait, what what did you like about that one? So what I liked about that one is what he was talking about how the lore influenced the way that like, the, the mechanics made sense because of the lore, and then um your what you did and how you interacted with it all fit into the lore, and then so that when you beat. When you when you beat the bosses and stuff, you you were like acting out the story and it and mechanically and also fictionally. It was really cool. And they they require they do require a lot of team coordination yes. and effort to, to really figure it out. Yeah. And you feel accomplished when you've done it. Mm-hmm. And it's something that you that you grind though. You do it over and over and over again. Is it still yeah, you, engaging? Yeah, <laughs> yeah see be, what I mean. Like you get yes, at that at that point of the mechanics of it. Yeah, at that point you feel like you've progressed because you've gotten good at it. You know, and it kind of becomes second nature. But the grindy aspect is more because you know you, you're you're trying to complete this you know top tier armor set or something yeah. that's unique and it only drops in the raid or something. And also, it's really fun <clears throat> to take another person through it. Um, yeah. One of my favorite yeah. things to do Sherping with the raids. Sherping people's that's fun. fun. Yeah, is to do it and then not tell them how to how to fit, complete stuff. You know, uh, and yeah. just kind of let them try to figure it out. And if they can't, then we give them hints. And then we help them out. And we do it. I loved doing that. I didn't want to just go in and say, "Okay, now do this." Okay, do this thing. That was boring. You you don't get the mystery and the funness of trying to figure funness. out. Hey, don't shoot the gorgons Sword. because if you shoot the gorgons, you're just it's over. So, do you think that there is space a game that could be created 
such that it's fun to grind, do over and over and over some kind of scenario. Tabletop? Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, tabletop, that's, that's I don't know. I don't know. Can it, can, can it be done? You bring new people in. You, you're a person who's geared up. You have armor. You have experience with it. But maybe there's still stuff you could flesh out about the scenario that you don't even know yet. And yeah. You just yeah. Kind of, that's one of the you, things You kind about... of go back and it starts the scenario the exact same way and you play the whole thing through over and over I, and over again. If I'm, if I'm thinking about it like a, like a tactical battle map kind of situation... I think it could be fun if it was really hard, but there were, you would have to weight the modifiers and such that the particular tactics you took had a very large effect mechanically. That's on your, one of the yeah, things you're I've been thinking so about much, a lot. You're relying yeah. so much on random rolls in this, whereas in yes. like a Destiny, you're getting better. You're actually getting better, and there's no randomness to it. Like, no. I mean, you, you just you learn it, and you learn how to maneuver certain enemies and be good. When there's so many enemies, a lot of it's about positioning. Yeah. And so I think in the tabletop situation, that's one of the things I wanted to try to focus on is how to make positioning something that you can easily track and also not get bogged down in just all the, I don't know, chaos of it. And clearly one way to not do that is to use something like Tailspire, right? Like it still seemed confusing to everybody about exactly where everybody was and what we could see and what we couldn't see. I think it's too slow. Yeah, I just think it's too slow to facilitate this because one of the things you have to you have to you have to try to figure out is how to simulate the pace, which yeah, is fast. Real life is so much faster than Tailspire. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, Tailspire is probably the fastest analog that I've seen, but even then, setting up the maps takes forever if you're not copying it for somebody else, which you can, which is great. So if mm. you can copy it, then that problem mm-hmm. is dealt with. But then, even so, you have to look at see what your token can see mm-hmm. which i mean you do have to do that in real life too but it's much quicker so one of the cool things about tailspire would be that i could then integrate in some of those like secret passages that are like shortcuts of the raid that you wouldn't know unless you randomly jumped off the edge of the map and then turned mm, around yeah. and like flew. oh hey there's a place i can actually land here or they have the i mean they literally have there's always secret chests yeah secret yeah, chests so secret tunnels and stuff like secret that mechanics to find things i hate yeah. i hate <clears throat> the mechanic of hey just roll to see if you find secret stuff i just i don't know yeah, it bothers me i agree it's so well so would it be fun as an experiment for you to like map out when he's but you could literally just print yeah. off the map probably yeah and actually uh you know play with running it even multiple times you know run it once oh. and we have fun with it yeah and then I us think so. try to improve it, try to get better at it, uh, try to take on the challenge in a more creative way. You know, the over problem over. I have with it is that I have to care about it fictionally. I don't mm-hmm. care about Destiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care about the IP either at all. Not even remotely. Not a little bit. Yeah, it's, I think that part of the, that's Bungie's fault. <laughs> I think there's yep. stuff to care about there that's really cool. I agree. The but way they, they presented did it. not show it to you. Yeah, they buried uh, it deep down in the first oh, game. Oh man! And in the second game, it was a little bit less buried, but. The, the main story content that you're supposed to... I know we're going off a tangent here, but... I, mean, I don't care. Even, even the main campaign, it's No just one's like, listening. Only one person is listening. <laughs> the listener is listening. Yeah, the main campaign was very generic, but, like, the stuff yeah. you really care about, like, the bigger picture stuff that's happening in the world, like, that's been a slow trickle over three years, and even then, it's, well, are you going to decide to go into the, the lore tab in in-game menu that they only introduced in, like, year two? Yeah. You know, no. finally. Well, which to <laughs> no. me, you know, the, where that's that's where the, the no. actual writers have poured their heart yeah. and soul into it, where you can read these equi- equivalent equivalent of short stories that you unlock. And it's just like if you don't bother to go in there and read it, then like you don't really know what's going on. Maybe you don't care because it just really feels great as a shooter game. Like it's yeah. they've got it a hundred percent correct. But 
you know, if you don't care about the lore, then you're not going to go in there and read about it. And no. all these things that they're trying to bring in, you're just like, whatever. Well, I'm just going to shoot stuff. See, the stuff they're trying to bring in to, that I've noticed is it's it's better than what it was before, but it's not even about the best stuff. The best lore is not visible. It's still buried. Yeah, yeah. All those yeah, so that, that's a thing, yeah. though, that in tabletop you could fix. So yes. in tabletop, I see that the advantages that it has as a medium are problem-solving, especially socially. So problem solving outside the box, outside of rigid mechanics adjudicated by a computer, that's something we can do. And that's something you can do even with a tactical like war game kind of thing. But then you can also front load it with lore, like with your when you're creating a character and creating a scenario, you can make it such that when you're creating a PC, you can come to care about the situation. Mm-hmm. Because you don't you're not constrained by what the Destiny two devs have done. You can do whatever you want. I don't know. It could work. Yeah. And the, the the lore around specifically Vault of Glass has got a lot. It's very confusing. But I, there's there's really cool stuff there. And like it's not, stuff that's not discussed when you play through it. You don't know this unless you yeah, go... I like, didn't get it at all read. when I played. Yeah, that's no, me. you get yeah. zero of it. But when you go through the, I mean, the Grimoire... But that's what makes those to, games kind of cool. To be, to be fair, I mean, that's kind of how Dark Souls does it. Like yo, uh, come on. I disagree on. with that. Like, unless, if you don't like, you really miss out on a lot if you aren't going in there and reading like all your item descriptions. Yeah, I'm not saying that you'd like super duper get it. Like, I, I don't, you know. And even then, it's cryptic. Without having someone guide you through it, but yeah, uh, having but, but, having but played that's both, happening, that's a happening lot. in game. Yeah, I think it's very they're very similar. In this that way. that's happening in game. Mm. So you could just take and the, and it's not like you're reading a short story when you're reading those item descriptions. You're reading a few sentences. So you pick up an item, you read it. You pick up another item, you read that. And then you pick up your 50th item, and it relates back to something that you picked up, the first thing you picked I up. And then you can start piecing these things most together. Most people don't do that, though. It, I think it yeah. paints, I think yeah, it paints a memorable don't. picture, but but you know it's, it's impactful, but I don't think you actually understand what it's about. when you. No, you it. don't. You don't. No, I, I'm not, I, I'm not I didn't saying, understand any of them. I'm not saying you do, but it's interesting oh. to see how people start piecing those things together. But I, in Destiny, if, if the lore's not carried out, in game, and I've got to beat the game, not knowing what, really what the crap's going on. No, it is. I'm just Some, saying. And then, but but to really to get anything, I've got to go read a short story that I no, you don't during the end. Well, that's what y'all just said. Well, no, okay. No, I'm saying like there's there's the story campaign of here's what's happening now. Here's your immediate point now. Yeah. If you want to really fight, flesh, fight, you really want to flesh out this world. You want to understand about like there was this character who was mentioned in this one scene about something. Oh, there's this whole backstory to this character and. It didn't matter at the time in the main campaign, but, well, you could read these 10 short stories, you know, to get it. So it's kind of like in Dark Souls. Yeah, you hear a reference to a character or something like that that you've kind of encountered. Maybe you did that quest line, maybe you didn't. But then you read this item where they're mentioned, and you're like, oh, you kind of got a little nugget more about them, and it makes, mm. you know, paints the picture a little but, bit But clearer. Bloodborne, I mean... I, I I think I would argue that there's more of a story there. It's definitely, just, oh, Bloodborne there nice is little. by yeah. far. Yeah, oh, it's and Sekiro even more so. Yeah, yeah, for it's, sure. It's very hard to miss the story generally in Sekiro. Yeah, yeah. unless you're just not paying attention to cutscenes. Hey, you just there to fight stuff, man. You know, yeah. Hey, you know that ninjas fight all the time, right? That's one, not what it's one, about, Tim. <laughs> ninjas like cut people's. It's heads about off immortal severance. Okay, you have to understand Buddhism to understand Sekiro. Got, got Actually, you have to Come understand on. Buddhism to understand Dark Souls as well as Sekiro. It's the same story. It's the influence, no matter what. That's really beautiful. Okay. The eternal well, recurrence. So, is the same. Uh, so, so I'll say, John, I would love for you to put something together like that, like storyboard it, have 
flow charts of like the events that could happen in the scenario and then just start us off somewhere and kind of see what we do with it and maybe we fail but you let us have some kind of experience some kind of some kind of not just player skill improvement maybe physical yeah. improvement too until we meet you know the combination of player skill plus uh, pc uh, strength to actually overcome the scenario and then maybe look at other ways of overcoming it like i think that's enjoyable as long as it's fast paced enough and not bogged down yeah with that's a bunch of sheets and mechanics and stuff like that it needs to be really simple and streamlined so one so thing we I've can do it about, like maybe twice in a night or three times yeah. in a night or something one thing i've thought about is for example he talked about it's not really about random do i hit my target unless you're shooting sniper rifle you're pretty much going to hit them yeah okay so i thought hey if you're running around with smgs or assault rifles or something you can just deal out kill things. Yep. You kill, pick three things and they're dead. All right, that's your, now you move here. Now they're going to have to take shots at you if you're moving. So if you're standing still, they're just going to shoot you. You're going to take damage from whoever can see you. Mm-hmm. But if you're moving or jumping or sliding and you, you say, okay, um, here's are my actions I'm doing. I'm thinking about doing an action economy similar to Pathfinder, like pick your things you're going to do, yep. right? And then if you incorporate stuff, now they're going to have less chance of hitting you. And I like to pick three things, and there's like some kind of simple way to keep down of cooldowns for like special abilities yep. that you may have. Yep. Uh, and then you guys work as a team. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yep. We should totally play that. You're not going to roll to shoot th- stuff unless you're trying to do something like shoot a sniper rifle. Sniper or super or something like that. Yeah. Other than that, they're, just, they're just dead. I like that. <clears throat> I like that. I mm-hmm. like it. Or if they're like outside it. of a certain range. Yeah, yeah. I, like I, I love it. how you go back to the uh, the Pathfinder action economy. Pathfinder, Pathfinder is is uh, never mind. I can't say that. No, word. but but that, that's good. so neat. It's I mean <laughs> yeah. it's so neat. Just three things. Here you have three things you can do. What three things do you want to do? Yeah, it's nifty. You have three things you can do, and then you automatically get to shoot because as Tim will attest, you do tons of stuff and you're shooting the whole time. Yeah, it's not like I'm gonna shoot this guy and now I'm gonna move. <laughs> no. You're, You're jumping and shooting, shooting and sliding all yeah. at the same time. You can shoot. You can shoot and move. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's uh, that's interesting. So always assume that you're shooting, and so you always yeah. Can that is kill really awesome, people. John. That's a really good idea. Brilliant, brilliant. So I, I've been. I guess I've been. Five hundred IQ move here, <laughs> John. I'm sitting next to him. I, I, <laughs> You know, it, it, this is a hard question for me, but but a couple things. I really like things that I like Dark Soulsy, where there's a campfire and you can make mistakes and you can you know get better with a player skill kind of way, just approaching problems, being smarter the next time, yep. and doing that over and over and over again. I think it's fun. That's one of the reasons I like Dungeon Academy so much. Uh, there's wait, somebody kind of likes Dungeon Academy. <laughs> there's. <laughs> I well, like hot things. Okay. You know, I, I just come for the parts in the dungeons. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he likes he likes half of it. And so one yeah. thing I thought to make it more fun uh-huh. is, is I like if dungeon, you, not academy. If you TPK, yeah. you go back to the beginning of the raid. Yeah, you could do something like, like that. You can still res like you would in, in in Destiny. Oh, you just start at the beginning and then you just. But if keep you on TPK, going? you got to go all the way back to the beginning of the raid. I mean, not in Destiny. I think. Yeah. He's oh, saying you're that saying in his so game. in Dungeon Academy or not? Wait, are you talking? about I'm talking about. Game? I went back to my idea for the. Oh, okay. Thing. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. there's going to be checkpoints. The, the I only guess. real failure condition is if you TPK. Um, we'll say again. The only real failure is if you TPK. And that's like in Destiny, right? Well, sometimes no. There's checkpoints in Destiny. There are checkpoints in Destiny. I thought about taking those out. For, to make you talked about making it fun to grind. Yeah, I thought it'd be more fun yeah, to grind yeah. if there were not checkpoints. Man, I'm trying to think like I but can't I, imagine I, people doing that in actual Destiny. <laughs> I, I find that really enjoyable. It's called I, it's called the Nightfall, like original <laughs> Nightfalls. No, no, they well they have that. They still have that that condition what? where it's if if you all TP, you can choose to use that negative modifier. Like you all die, you go to orbit, and you got to start over. Yeah, they the Nightfalls used to be really hard. Yeah, 
I don't, I, I I don't know like nothing about that. I don't like playing that. <laughs> I'm like, I don't bother. They, they took the a normal strike, which was a three man little uh-huh. mini raid kind of thing, and then made it harder. Gave modifiers to stuff, so like the buff, enemy buff grenades the enemies, do damage, you know, stuff like, like that. extra grenade damage for enemies, or they take more damage or whatever. And then they say, oh yeah, no response, no, you know. So if you, someone goes down, you have to get to a checkpoint to come back. Or you, there was a cooldown. It was a long cooldown on yeah, rezzing. It's like yeah. 45 seconds or something. Long cooldown rezzing. And if you TPK, it kicks you back to orbit and you have to start the whole thing over again. Hmm. Yeah. As opposed to checkpoints. Well, Nifty. Yeah. yeah I, 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 but, I, but anyway, I, I love that idea because it, it does encourage people to be less uh, risk averse and to try things be out. More risk averse? Oh, more. No, le- less. Less risk averse. Less averse if to risk. Yes, if you're allowing people to respawn over and over and over. Oh, I yeah. thought you meant putting a long cooldown on respawn makes you more risky. Yeah, oh no, no, I'm just picking up the thread that I was talking about. I was barely listening to the desk okay, stuff. Professionalism <laughs> checking. Uh, yeah, not not gonna lie, barely listening to that. That's good. <laughs> That's fine. I was like, uh huh, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. The less no, the great. less you listen, the the more you, the more you have the to learn, learn later. I mean, I I feel like I already have have felt like the perfected raid experience in World of Warcraft, and yeah. different uh, kind of I. You know, I, I love I love you know you walk in in World of Warcraft and it's like an seemingly insurmountable problem. But this is back like, in 1996, Warcraft. Uh, yeah, right? oh my, yeah. There's like no way that you could possibly beat this scenario. Like it seems so impossible. And then mm. you work together as a team and just brainstorm, come up with all kinds of weird stuff, and then you beat it. See, and that's... then you go from beating it to even more than that. Uh, you master it, and then yeah. it becomes trivially easy, and you can do it with like a team of five people that ha- it took twenty before. Well, I mean, that's what Destiny Rays are, because you eventually get people being like soloing the six man thing, you know. Yeah, but the thing yeah. is, like, the, that's the, my big problem with they, they leave the back background out of the story. So, like, there was a reason to go into the Vault of Glass, and you went in there and you did the thing. But then when you go read later and you find out who the boss is and like what he's capable of, you're thinking to yourself, how in the world did we kill this thing? This is like a god. Like, what what just happened? It's it's so that that doesn't spoil it for you or you're all gods all of you and so when you talk about an insurmountable (laughs) force you walk in like if they would have presented who this is who Atheon is yeah you'd be like oh shoot but then if you went in and then you 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 failed like forty times in a row with like twenty other people oh okay maybe that's true no seriously I I, I hear I hear if you do it with with a fresh team you could it could take you a couple weeks to get through sometimes in the the old ones because it took so long to level up and stuff. Yeah, it was really, really, really hard. Yeah. Okay. There's we've no raid got, experience better than that. We've got one more question to get rid of this first I, 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 first deal. Are we done? We're I not done. Say one more thing. Okay. Say it. Uh, okay. Before we go on break, we've got one more thing. Okay. Okay. The other idea that I actually really enjoy is something like uh, like a My Hero Academia. Type okay. Thing. We need to we need to stop there. <laughs> <laughs> we need to take a break. Boku no Hero. Attack on Titan. <laughs> Taking a break. Bye. All right, everybody, stop laughing. <laughs> I don't hear anything. Nah. Fun is the fun dial is back down to zero. Hey, nothing, we're not playing a game. I, I thought got that only happened when we're playing a game. No, we never have fun here. Oh, I don't hear anything in my earphones. That sounds does like a personal, it sounds like a I, you I problem. I hear it. <laughs> you ever considered solving your own tech problems? Thanks. It's not like you do that for a living or anything. <sighs> I don't do this for a living. Solve tech what. problems. So let's continue talking there about. It there it is. Yeah, it's, it was a you. Someone problem. pulled my. You have pull to... my cord out. So, mm. which, someone pulled my cord. Which out. one of you's under there touching the cords? <laughs> 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 well, 
like after after 30 <laughs> to 45 minutes of just straight fun like back and forth banter <laughs> we're back to this subscribe to the uh the er patreon to hear the banter uh unfortunately it doesn't exist unless you already know about it so sorry patrons and non-patrons professionalism again doesn't that sound like a piano like audio a piano? discipline it does sound like a piano because it yeah. is yeah all right so we were talking about properties that might be able to be adapted into tabletop RPGs. And Jim had just mentioned My Hero Academia. Then I was immediately shut down. And then we took a break. <laughs> oh, okay. That's, that's what happened. Yeah. The good, the good news, Jim, is that it already exists. It's called Dungeon Academy. But mm-hmm, not, mm-hmm. not really. My Hero, My Hero Academia is a superhero school show. Yeah. Well, it, well, it takes place in a world where most everyone is born with some kind of superpower, and most of them are probably pretty lame, but then and some of them are like really awesome. Well, that's why they don't call it superpowers. They call them quirks. Oh, excuse quirks. me. Yep, sorry. So, so they're, called, mean, they're called quirks. Some things are really quirky. They're, you wouldn't call them. Kind of quirky, superpower. though. Yeah, it could be like, like making, you make pins float, but like six inches above the desk or something. An average amount average. above the desk. You know, like this far, <laughs> like yeah. six yeah, inches six I'm inches. talking about. <laughs> That's definitely six inches. <laughs> right? No. Exactly. Uh, six inches I'm talking about. Uh, so in this world, uh, some people are kind of the opposite in the spectrum, and they're like super men. They're like Superman. Super I mean, they, quirky? Yeah. yeah. So uh, what I like about it and what I think is supremely gameable and enjoyable, I love the idea of being assigned like weird random quirks, like weird powers that... Uh, Maybe on paper don't even sound all that great. Like you can make the floor rubber or something. I was about to say hey, turning rocks into rubber. Oh, wait, but wait, but wait, wait, wait. What you didn't wait. consider was Monster Energy Drink. Taste. Not yet proven to cause cancer. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes and okay. We have they the have, classic have. white Monster Energy Ultra. <laughs> low calorie or no calorie. What is it? Is it low calorie? This, this is no zero cal- sugar. Well, I think it says like five zero, calories. Zero sugar per can. But what's Ten zero, calories? Ten calories, sorry. Okay. Ten cal- this is my new favorite monster. What is that? Dragon tea. Yeah. How many calories? But it's not carbonated. It's good. Do you remember the Numa Numa song? Dragos uh, Tea Didn't Tay? 20 calories. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> Do you remember that? Size it's like, so like twice as many. It's like... I know. It's so, the, did you walk in with the with the new blue can, the Fiesta one? I did. Yeah, it, those are pretty good. Yeah, it. Uh, I I called them like sea foam or teal. Sure. Have you had the sure. Paradise one? What color? I'm colorblind. The pink one? I don't know. Uh, hmm. There's pink ones in here. And they are... It's on the spectrum, I would say. The color spectrum. Uh, yeah. So I think it tastes kind of. It kind of <laughs> no, reminds me of like. Do you I know? Think it's you know. Green one. So do you know when you're at the beach? No, and there's suns. I know, I know. That's why I, I, yeah, you have no frame of reference. (laughs) It was a joke. It's like, what's the beach? I can't even understand. But that's exactly what it smells like. It smells like like sunscreen, like Hawaiian Tropic, or that's what it tastes like. It's like your, it's fine. You know what I'm sad about? Also going down this rabbit hole again. Trail hole. Trail trail hole. Um, Trail. Is that John introduced me to those uh, those jalapeno strawberry rains? Yep. Yep. Like they are never in the gas station when I go right by my house anymore. I know. You go to the Chevron. Do you go to the Chevron? I'm going to the race my place. The no. Chevron by your place, they have them? They always have them. Oh, okay, that's Bro, where I need to go. They yeah. They're, they're they're crazy good. <laughs> they are. <laughs> I was that little tint of jalapeno in the back of your mouth. You're like, I don't know why I like this, but I love I, it. I literally purchased it and was like, this is going to suck, but they made it, so I'm just going to taste it. And 
This is amazing. It's yeah. gourmet energy drink. Like, which company <laughs> is that again? Rain, I think. Yeah. Okay, maybe they'd sponsor us. Monster owns Rain. They already do. Uh, oh, they do? Do they really? Nice. Yeah. It's just a different brand. They made it like, as doesn't a, Coke they made own it Monster? A, I don't know about that. But they made it as a competitor to um, Bang. Bang, uh, yeah, yeah. And they, they basically did what Bang did, and then they it. just put a little extra creatine than Bang, and just made their just like a little bit better than Bang. Yeah. So and what you're saying is, like, one company owns all the energy drinks? I mean, typically, yeah. Yeah, basically. Probably two companies. Yeah. <laughs> Pepsi? Yeah, that, that's, that's what I understand. Like, everything <laughs> in the Brando. middle of the, like, everything in the middle of the shopping market, that you know, supermarket there, is owned by, like, three companies. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> I know yep. really kills me. There's only, there's only an illusion of competition. Do you remember those gross... <laughs> I mean, it's competition. It's just very little competition compared mm. to what you thought it was. Energy drinks Delusion. I used to bring here, they were, like, one dollar. Spider the Spiders. Yeah. They don't yeah. carry the the no cal version anymore. Oh, oh, so, so sad. I just don't. Get I don't them. even care. Yeah. I don't um, no, I tr- actually, probably people who drink spiders don't care about calories. Don't <laughs> <laughs> it out there. It's not, it's not an added value proposition for them. So I actually bought a Coke Zero energy so drink the other day. It was pretty terrible. I oh, I had uh, one. It was Zero so, so bad. bad. Yeah. They taste like flat Coke. It was <laughs> awful. It like a strong like so the one that was not cherry flavored had like a really strong wrong kind of weird medicinal cherry yes. flavor to mm-hmm. it it was terrible i bought a cherry one too but it i was... couldn't finish it and i always mm. finish my energy drinks <laughs> I like not finish like very drink. quickly i didn't finish it either <laughs> we should just have an energy drink podcast i think we're missing our, our do a, bl- a blind tasting market. of like 14 this different is, ones this is what the my, listeners came in for, i'll came bring in, in my powder for. energy drink that i've been drinking lately Oh, Real talk though, that's probably great content. That is the, <laughs> the next episode. We all have to bring a different energy drink. Oh heck yeah! Wine taste it's so good, but I like I'll eat, like I'm always tasting them. I like stick yeah. my finger in the powder and like eat it. And, oh, it's on yummy. Oh man, that's that's meth. Okay, 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 okay. Again, again. Real talk. You guys ever had like lion's mane, like tea or coffee? No, no. Oh, what do? The mic for the first time. That has been hanging there for years. The mic years. stand has fallen. The mic stand has fallen. I repeat, <laughs> I the mic broken. stand has fallen. <laughs> broken. Mic it down. Too. Mic I don't down. think it would have fallen like that if it mic had, down. unless it had broken. Is just the angle it was at? Okay, Listener, okay, will it stay? You're listening oh, in the oh. same... No. What happened was... Do you need another you one of those? You got some duct tape? You got a clamp? Okay, we're going to take a yeah. break and fix this mic. Hold up. <laughs> fun repairs have ceased. We're back to zero fun. My Hero Academia, as a tabletop game, Jim, did you have further thoughts? We were distracted by energy drinks, but now I think we're back on track. No. Okay, great. <laughs> Just kidding. Yes. Oh, yeah, okay, of course great. I do. Gosh, I could do this all night. Um, so what I like about My Hero Academia as a gameable thing. Okay, we talked a little bit about the history of it. So everyone, so, so the game would look like everyone having a quirk that may seem useful or may not seem useful. And then you just have it. You know, you're level zero. You just have it. It's just a thing that you have. And then you have to go do stuff with this weird quirk. Uh, and and they're simple. It's like, you know, this thing always happens. You always make the floor into rubber. And you could set some kind of parameter on that, I guess. <clears throat> it could scale somehow. I, you, you can do something fun like that. But then you all use your quirks together to solve problems and do things like that. Yeah, they're not balanced. Fun. They're would not you, balanced at all. Yeah, I, I forget balance. Yeah. Would you randomize the quirks or would you have people being able to select them? I think it'd be really fun to randomize. Yeah, yeah because otherwise, like, everyone would, would select uh, Todoroki, like, being able to do fire and ice, like, together. <laughs> He's, like, so much more powerful than the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Except maybe Deku, but, I mean, he's kind of... You think he's way more powerful Incons- than Bakugo? He's, he's inconsistently. Yeah, he's more inconsistently powerful. Powerful. <clears throat> powerful according to the needs of the plot, basically. Yep. 
uh, and some people have seemingly useless like the, yes. the girl who can just like plug in her, her earphones ear, to yeah. things like she can create large sonic emanations at times but that's yeah. just part of the, the problem solving it's, yeah. it's kind of fun yeah and, it, and there so, have been superhero games before i think the first one i don't know what was the first one the first one i know of was like the marvel it was like a marvel licensed game but it was really crunchy mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I like superheroes as much as the next guy, but I have zero interest in a tabletop superhero game. Yeah, I don't like superheroes in general, but I, uh, you know, taking, I don't know, some cues from games like Into the Odd, where, you know, you'll have, you're on this table and one of your characters will just have like this weird thing that they can do for yeah. whatever reason. I mean, I say I think, that. I think that's interesting and it may not necessarily be good, maybe very situational, or maybe not. Maybe you find a way to always use it in a useful way. Yeah, I say yeah. that, but I mean, isn't. Uh, a wizard and a, and a sorcerer basically just a superhero? Yeah. I you know, mean, come to think of it, like Naruto is basically the same thing as My Hero Academia. Yeah. yeah. Everybody has their own unique it's, power. It's, it's more equalized or normalized. I haven't watched Naruto either. You should watch Naruto at least through the Chunin exams. It's like okay. the what, first 40 episodes Yeah, something like that. <clears throat> it's it's really good. Yeah. Okay. It's fun. So, I'll watch it with my kid. Is that appropriate to watch with my kid? Yeah, mostly. Mm-hmm. Six, six no. too young. He's not gonna get. He wouldn't even pick up on the like the the, the sexy, sexy no jutsu. Sexy no jutsu. He turns himself into a sexy girl with his <laughs> with his relevant bits obscured by pieces of cloud. And you know, everybody gets happens like once or twice. Fly back, you know. And, and that seems like I, uh, you know, kind of a weird power to have. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so something like that, and there may be like an interesting way to generate those powers. Um, I don't know, just like like literally like a random word, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. from the internet or something, and then it's. I think Maze Rats, which you can is kind a, of work with that kind of OSR inspired game that one of our esteemed patrons, Ben Milton, has done, has a magic system that's based on word. What do you call it? concatenation where you just have random words put together and you're not told what the effect means but you have to just figure it out based uh, on words. Yeah. something like that i think would make sense without being super crunchy <clears throat> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah i agree superhero school uneven balance mm-hmm. and it's just part of like p- party-based problem solving mm-hmm. with drama in the school i, I guess school. my biggest hang up on superhero stuff is most of it happens in like a metropolis of some kind and mm-hmm. i don't like the setting for a, playing a game that's probably my problem. You don't like big cities? Because th- I think about Naruto. Modern Naruto stuff. might be fun because it's just a different feel than... Like, yeah, Naruto is mostly out in the middle of nowhere. Right. But I wouldn't want to be playing in a Spider-Man in New York. I just, I don't know, wouldn't enjoy that. Yeah, what, why? It's too I, real, I, man. I don't know. Too real. That doesn't make sense. I don't see why that's a problem. I don't know mm. why. It's, I can't give you a reason why it's a problem. John, why just, are you broken? I like, don't like the city. Okay. I, I feel like there are places in cities that are as jungle as any jungle. I mean, come You're, on. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to give you that. What's like up? Community garden. But I just don't want to play there. He doesn't like steel and concrete trees. He likes wood and mm-hmm. wood trees. You know, Kumaha <laughs> like Village <laughs> is leaf village. Actual trees. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Okay, uh, the other thing... Do we, I don't want to talk about Mistborn. Mistborn has already been adapted, but it's probably garbage. I think it literally, like the book that I read, I had a paperback version the first time that was given to me by <clears throat> Alex... Uh, and you only, know what? Only, it, only true Gigi No Re fans will get that reference. It it it, <laughs> it, uh, it lit up my life. I thought it was great. Uh, and I think in the back of it, if I'm not mistaken, there was an advertisement for an RPG product that the creator was <clears throat> that the uh, that the author was involved in creating. 
Yeah, I know there's an RPG. It's probably yeah. not any good. But I haven't played it. Yeah, so if you had a magic... Oh, I don't know. It'd be, it'd be, it, I feel like it'd be really straightforward and a lot like other things. Like, you'd probably have magic points of some sort because you, like, have to burn your... I don't know. Do you remember, Tim? You have to burn your... What the is it elements called? elements. Uh, yeah, I remember. You have to, like, burn metal or eat. I remember like, Yeah, you have to burn metal. I remember Alamancy. Yeah, and I think it it changes based on the kind of metal you burn. So that would be your resources. And the powers, what I find interesting about that is that... Um, they have a lot of flexibility in their effect, and they're used in a lot of interesting ways. So, yeah, it's really cool. I totally was blanking on what we were talking exactly. about. And then, then I realized don't worry about it. Mistborn, and then I don't know how I just didn't. Have you, have I started you, have you the, read Mistborn? I started the book and and hated the aesthetic and stopped. I hated it. So I finished it, but hated it. I did start the other one, though. He finished it. Well, Daniel what's, finished the first book, but not what's the, the other yeah, series? Yeah, finishing an entire Sanderson novel series. is enough reason to hate something. <laughs> what's what's the other big, what's the name of this? Mist, no, uh, the Storm, Stormlight Archive. Stormlight Archive, yeah. yeah. I've read all the ones that are out, and I've, they're okay. Do you want that to be a game? Um, I feel like that's just D and D. Isn't it just high level D and D? Yeah. Okay. Hey, you know what I would love to see redone? What? Forgotten Realms. Done well. Can what do you mean, it? like D and D campaign or like a book series? You mean like the video game? I'm talking about the, the campaigns. World? You said. What do you mean a campaign? Do you Forgotten mean like Realms the, is like all a the Forgotten world. Realms campaigns suck. That's what we said earlier. What What do you mean by campaigns? Do you mean like the campaigns, the setting books? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't read any of that stuff. That's for nerds. Wait, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm talking about the 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 the, the books down here in our in our shelf. Uh. Those are technically setting neutral. Well, I guess Forgotten Realms is the default setting. I don't know that nothing I say makes sense. Don't trust anything I say. I think they should do an RPG based off the the Last Airbender, but the live no. action movie, not the cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> There's no actual Asian people in it. Is that <laughs> what? My kids started. They could just that. call it whitewashed. <laughs> My kids started watching that the other day, and they were like, "This is so good." I was like, "No, no, it's not. Stop. Turn it off now." <laughs> oh, that's, took, how, that's how you broke your TV. I took gotcha. my son to go see that for his birthday, and we walked out of the theater. And I said, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so, so sorry, son. My kids haven't I'm even, going to go buy you something right now for your birthday. They haven't even seen the, the, the movie. They've seen like, trailers. They're just like, that's horrible. That's garbage. We're not watching That's that. the thing. Like, well, your kids are old enough to, to respond that way. My oldest yeah, is yeah, six. They are. I'm not letting my kid know about the existence <laughs> of other Star Wars movies other than the original <laughs> trilogy. <laughs> So, so if you asked her, like, Ignorance she'd say, you say, so how many Star Wars movies are there? She she'd would say, say three. three. Oh. See, good job. I'm, I'm brainwashing <laughs> positively. Nice. <laughs> There's no reason everybody needs to know about all that stuff. By the original, <laughs> you mean the prequels, right? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, nope. Good nope. It's that one where Han just like shot that that bounty hunter in cold blood, right? Yes, okay. absolutely. Yeah, the thing is, it's it's really hard to find like the actual original original trilogy. Mm-hmm. I, w- I when I was watching it with the fam, I had to keep pausing and being like, no, 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 no. Okay, they're trying to tell you this is the way the movie is, but it's not. Like this isn't really part of it. This was a later redaction by <laughs> a motivated editor. You have to get so you have to do like textual criticism while you're watching the movie. <laughs> the absolute worst part of the, the the additions to the trilogy is in Jabba's palace that song. Oh, um, yeah. the dancing! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why did they do Why? that? Why? I don't get George, it. George, George, stop! George, no, George. It was jo- just like we were talking about earlier. You can't stop him. 
You can't stop George. Some people have <laughs> one work in in them. Mm-hmm. They get that work out, and then everything else is cringe. Yeah. And you realize mm-hmm. that the work doesn't even come from them. They, The gods inserted it into their brain for purposes unknown, and it was expelled from they that brain. They were just the vessel. George the Lucas, Orson Scott it. Card... Uh, no, no, guys. I Frank think you, Herbert. I think you sell him short. Like, I wanted to see Lucas's vision of like the midichlorian the trilogy. Wills, the wills and the midichlorian. You know what I'm talking? Yeah, the midichlorian. He totally planned for it to be like um, there's a microscopic universe of midichlorians. <laughs> yeah, man. And that's that. where the action really happened. No. <laughs> are you making a real up? story? Was that are you serious? I'm totally is, yeah. serious. I Isn't swear. the midichlorian? He was talking. He was planning three movies based Disney on the midichlorians. Plus. Is Seriously, like, to get big, to think bigger, you have to think. That'd be smaller. awesome. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. No, I'm thinking of the man. You know, so, so, so you guys, you know, you know, call him a fool, but maybe, uh, maybe the first three movies would have been better if they had been made in the 70s. How point stu- one, point okay. one, episode one through three probably would have been better if they had been made in the 70s. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Two. When he had no money. What if he actually finished the series? With his vision, what if it what if his vision was more complete? It couldn't have been worse than seven through nine. That's true. <laughs> no, I feel like they just rehashed the same story over and over so again. So seven and like nine were way. rehashes, and eight was an active uh, subversion. 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 Thank right. you. It was a failed subversion. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So eight, seven through nine were visually fun. Sometimes flashing lights, explosions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But, I'm consuming product, and I'm getting excited for next product. <laughs> right. What if they had focused on, uh, you know, like like they couldn't present so many visuals because, you know, budget, budgetary concerns, and they had to focus on, like, acting and story. Be just acting and story? To pe- people yeah. don't like that these what? days. That's cheap. That doesn't cost money. What yeah. if they had some kind of rudimentary autopilot? <laughs> just, like, AI generation of the story? It would have probably been better than something. No, I mean, like, that whole plot arc where that lady had to stay on the ship because they didn't have any yeah, sort like of she, auto she oh, yeah. <laughs> you couldn't just beep, boop, 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 boop. here we go uh, what yeah, if this ship so what if Elon Musk was consulted yeah, as the uh, as the writers for Game of Thrones season 8 would have said I guess they just kind of forgot uh, <laughs> they totally said that <laughs> wait what did they say that about like Daenerys when she uh-huh. got her entire fleet destroyed by some dude uh-huh. remember uh-huh. uh huh it doesn't make any sense that she would have done that because she would have been able to see the ships uh-huh. and she would have known the the opposition against which she was up. And so people brought this up and the writers, they were called, inauspiciously, they were called D&D because their last names both started with D. Let's, let's disregard that. No, coincidence. one's first name and one was the last name. I don't care. Anyway. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Right? In, in no, but that makes it even dumber. I think it is. In an interview, <laughs> D&D, his, his explanation was, she just kind of forgot. <laughs> oh, she just kind of forgot. Oh, yeah, my I, gosh. You know, just like she kind of just forgot her Starbucks cup on the table. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, or under the chair. I've blanked out so much of it, you know, thankfully. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, thank, thank heavens. Okay, but... Uh, you know what you can say about the last season? It was visually stunning. <laughs> yeah. See, that's yes, the thing. <laughs> something for everyone. Eight out of ten, something for everyone. The people with their noses to the grindstone, the engineers, the 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 dummy smarties, the people who just know how to make things work, they're still doing their craft. They're getting it done, and it's better than ever. Yeah. But all the creatives are garbage. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. Wow. <laughs> That's just the way it is. Things never be the same. That's just the way it is. Oh, yeah. Well, 
We just finished our first question. <laughs> next, <laughs> next question. Next question. Question two of 13. <laughs> Tell me something about energy drinks. Actually, that was our second one. Okay. <laughs> this is just the first thing that I was sent on Discord by one of our beloved patrons. He had two two things. GG Nori five years. Media products. And then just uh, a nostalgic trip through the five-year history of, D- of not D&D. GG Nori, that's oh. what this podcast is called. Bone Magnet, Inconvenient Berries, and other underappreciated mainstays. Oh, my. The greatest hits of, of Gigi Nori. Bone Magnet, if you guys are not familiar with this, which I don't think anyone who's listening well, to this if, is not familiar <laughs> with this. Uh, it of, happens, though, somehow. In so funny. Aces needing to not be physically present. Bone Magnet! <laughs> thank, thank you, Tim. Uh, this was when we ran Deep Carbon Observatory by Pat Stewart, Scrap Princess... With the system of what in the world is happening with these sounds? <laughs> That's Jim over there. So if you take this little, you guys all looked at the end of the table when that. Yeah, happened. we're looking at you, Stacy. <laughs> I'm just sitting here. <laughs> if you take this little bar, the little bar that you tighten up the mic stand with, if you play with it, it play sounds with it. really. Do it. Listen, bro. I'm just moving it back and forth. That's some sci-fi sounds. We could have used that when we were doing mothership. Oh, okay, all right. That's enough, dude. Dude. <laughs> Mine, mine doesn't do that. I'm sorry. Some, like, orca Why is mine so squeaky? Mine doesn't do it either. Yo. Yours is just special. I don't know. Okay, everybody stop. <laughs> stop. I'm a special boy. Mine's been so squeaky <laughs> since the surgery. The novelty has worn off. Oh. So, we played it with the mechanism, the mechanics, the rule system of Into the Odd. And in Into the Odd, when you're creating characters, you roll on tables that determine... I. I guess what would later in Electric Bastion Land be called like your class, but also your starting gear. Failed careers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. Hipster British person, Chris McDowell. Failed careers. We know it's we know it's just your your D and D class. All right. So (laughs) some of them, if you roll bad for stats, you get a cool magic item. One of them is a bone magnet, which is exactly what it sounds like. But because I'm an like an idiot, we encountered a boneless (laughs) a boneless giant with only cartilage for its structure and i somehow was peer pressured into ruling that the bone magnet would work on this thing I, and I, I, go no, ahead so, well no, no no you go i mean to to be fair <laughs> i think the argument was made that uh that that cartilage is involved in the creation of bone that it's they're kind of similar and it's not the hydroxy appetite that is that is the essential component the calcium hydroxy appetite yeah i don't and it, it, it does provide the structure yes to the entire form of the creature which uh-huh. is basically it's bones it's skeleton you might it's say it's basically all bones instead <laughs> Cartilage are basically if you don't if you have cartilage but no bones your cartilage are basically your bones. Mm-hmm. So that was the ruling that allowed this <laughs> uh, certain thing to happen. And the other thing is to I think he tightened these rules up probably partially in response to this incident. <laughs> <laughs> when using the the item the arcanum in its intended way, there's no check required or no save. But if you're using it outside the wheelhouse, you might say, then you do have to make a save to make it work as you wished. So they just kept 
wanting to make the save so they could get the bones to fly apart and insta kill the creature. So well, to be it wasn't mainly that. Like way before that guy, we were doing this on everything. Yeah, yeah on everything. Yeah. It was yeah. Yeah. it was basically like I'm Magneto, but instead of metal, it's bones. Exactly. <laughs> I'm ripping them out of you, or I'm pulling you towards me, or shooting you away. Yeah, that's right. And so, so we had lots of things. I was like, can we rocket jump with this? Is there a way <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can we propel us up onto the There's wall? There's a pile of bones here, and I need to get up on that wall. I want to get on the dam. You know. Yeah. Can I go the opposite direction? It did provide a lot of interesting, fun stuff that you can only do in a tabletop game and that's partially why it was good you can't do that in a video game yeah. all these discussions mm-hmm. and lateral problem solving is not possible outside of tabletop RPGs, like we we're talking about earlier so that was fun i'm so uh, upset that i didn't take you guys up on your invitation to play when you started that campaign yeah you will live that with that regret for the rest of your days i know the next thing <laughs> that he requested that we talk about is uh, inconvenient berries that's the first episode oh, that's episode yeah. one <clears throat> Uh, Moose remembers this one. Prince of the Apocalypse. That's when we realized that something was rotten in the state of something was amiss. Washington. Guys, Watsi is isn't it, isn't what's it the coast in Washington? Seattle, right? It, uh, I think it's Seattle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Washington. Okay. Yeah, there's ten mile hexes, and the, we found some kids that were like they at were least ten by miles the to go pick berries. <laughs> at least one hex, which is ten miles from their home. Like, wait, you're sending these little children to go pick berries 10 miles away? Wow. So we were thinking, are these kids vampires? Are they really children? <laughs> like, uh, we literally explored this. I don't think you have to be a helicopter parent not to want to make your kids go on a 20-mile round trip <laughs> to pick berries. <laughs> what a parent. See, and that was the fir- that was the first instance of several where we realized that there's an extreme disconnect between whoever's making these maps and these hexes and these distances and who's writing the material. Exactly. It's because remember the next big fiasco with distances and maps? That was the uh, Jungle Island thing, yes. right? The, fi- the Jungle Island. Tomb of an Island. Yeah. Yeah. The Five Mile Volcano Peak. Yes. Five Mile Wide <laughs> Volcano Peak. Uh, but this brings up one of my favorite. <laughs> what, was, what was the dinosaur called? <laughs> oh. Ankylosaurus. 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 All of us except John thought was called Ankylosaurus. Ankylosaurus. <laughs> yeah. It was a it was a it was a Bears Mandela effect, you know, Matrix moment for most of us at the yeah, table. It played, out, you, it played out live. Like you were dumb, and I was like, wait a minute. Do you know what you mean, Ankylosaurus? <laughs> we were saying, like, no, John, what are you talking about, Ankylosaurus? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I was talking about how my, my favorite dinosaur was the Ankylosaurus. Yeah, remember the Ankylosaurus? It's got the little mace tail. Yeah. He's like, no, Ankylosaurus. We're like, what are you talking about? You know, it's got spikes around its ankles. <laughs> and if they're fat, it's a Cankylosaurus. <laughs> And of course, and of course, my I guess that's that's very memorable to me because I think Daniel did a great job of editing when he was definitely putting forth the time and effort. Oh, that was the Matrix. that was the whole Matrix thing you did. It was like it was, two minutes yeah, of the Matrix. It was so like ten, it was like ten minutes. You did the whole thing. It was not the Matrix, ten minutes. It and then, seemed like a and long then you time. kept cutting in me saying and Kylo, <laughs> because we went on this whole rant where we were like, no, no, Google this, Google this. And then we stopped, and I was looking it up. I was like, it's Ankylosaurus, <laughs> based on how it's spelled. No alternate pronunciation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I we'll, love, we'll have to listen to that again after I love this that, is yeah. over. 
I definitely recommend going back to our Tomb of Annihilation series and listening for that one part. I don't know exactly where it's near the start yeah. of the series for sure because we didn't get it was, far we into did, that. Did we do more than one episode? I'm we did sure. several episodes, but we rage quit pretty early into it. We were yeah, just, I just, we just couldn't stand the hex crawling. Yeah. It was so Usually garbage. I'm just like, oh man, we're starting a new thing again. That time I was like, thank goodness mm. this is done. Yeah. Yep. So how many times have we rage quit? Uh, let's see. That was one. The other one, I think we did in... Uh, we, the newest Essentials kit. We rage quit. Yeah, with uh, that. Uh, Asa was... You guys rage so quit bad. temples. Uh, oh, the... Yeah, uh, we did. I think we rage quit the one you did. did we ever no, we, we finished Out of the Abyss. We no. finished Out of the Abyss we, after we rage quit it. No, we didn't really finish it. We were oh. just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, skip yeah. ahead a bit, man. Come on, just <laughs> one second. So, so because no one actually... Fast forward. You know, it, no one's actually kept up. So what, what really happened? Yes, we rage quit. And then... We came back to finish just like the very last mission. Uh, so we okay. left like a lot in the middle completely out. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but we did rage quit it. So yeah. almost rage, rage quit it twice probably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> First time I played with y'all, it was the Essentials Kit. Yeah, that was yeah. the one you and then I came, And then I missed the next one. And then the next time I came back, it was something totally different. And I was like, what happened to the thing Actually, we were doing? <laughs> you're like, I really don't. We're asking, you want to play d You're like, this is not d and I remember. <laughs> what is We've D&D? rage quit every single thing. It's... Yeah, we rage quit Prince of the Apocalypse. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's right, because the cult, we just got so fed up with, Yep. we can't even talk to the cultists. It literally says in the book that they, they will fight you every time. They attack immediately. <laughs> yeah. With we, fireballs. Yeah. Before we recorded, yeah. <clears throat> before we started recording, we played Horde of the Dragon Queen, yeah. which we also rage quit. Every Watsy module we have ever played, <laughs> oh, 5e module, we have rage quit. Yeah, we're, I mean, we, we got pretty black-pilled early on. And that is not true of the 4e modules. Coincidentally, yeah. <laughs> we played P one through three or H one through three, I should say. And maybe that, I don't know. Maybe at that times because we really just were we were invested in you know tactical combat and I think that was it. And we did weren't you really thinking about? Did you take more liberties with the story and nope. change it for yourself? Okay, nope. Well, well, maybe it's not that crazy then. If you design something to be like fourth edition-y, then you know you're focusing on tactical combat. So maybe you have less like random trashy battles that take a long time and only like the fun battles. Yeah, all of the yeah. 4E battles seem to have some stuff that's interesting intrinsically in the battle, mm-hmm. which I think they try to do that for 5E, but not as much. Yeah. And so I, 5E is stuck in a kind of limbo between 4E and old school, and I don't think that suits it very well, at least in the official modules anyway. Because you can play 5E and have tons of fun with it. We've done it many, many times. But, you know, it's all in how you work it. Well, that's that summarizes the first of our. Oh, oh, oh! oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you have? A, I don't know. Is this a question? I go ahead. Okay. Hey. Okay. So, what is the best episode? The single finest bit of content that we have produced. What is our What is our Star Wars uh, Empire Strikes Back? This one. Yeah. Besides <laughs> right this one. Okay. I don't know, man. <laughs> is it more like it was like? Wait, what have you done for me lately? Is, is that it? Like, I remember everyone likes strong arm, sharp sword. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that's but that's really, just it's just me and Tim and Jim uh-huh. and Prince of the Apocalypse. There's just two players. I don't even know why. Why do they like that one? Oh, <laughs> well, uh, now it's the Adventures of uh, Tom, Dave and Bart. Dave and Bart. Dave and Bart. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know so why. Good. We had one one. Uh, no, that was listener. a great. That was a great episode. It was a lot of fun. I think that was fun. There's a like art role playing type. Yeah, it was role playing like, and it was like infiltration. You played a character. I played a character. Yeah, it was infiltration of like a fortress. Uh-huh. Yeah, and yeah. you couldn't just go in guns blazing because there's only two of you. And so we had to do more thinky bits with your brain-icicles. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? 
And, I don't know. And I was uh, that bard build that I like so much. Yeah. Uh, and we won. I mean, that, you know, spoilers. Yes. We I, won. I know it, was, it was probably like four years ago, but, you know, spoilers. Uh, we won. So. <laughs> there was a there was at least one listener that liked the thing I ran a lot. He said it was the best episode we had yet. That's true. And then yeah. lots of people like our DCO episodes. Deep yeah, Carbon yeah, Observatory. Yeah, yeah. I think that's probably the... If you're going to listen to one thing, that's probably... It. If you go too far back in our catalog, the sound quality is just really rough. It's still not good at DCO. The first episode is probably pretty funny to listen to if you can bear the sound quality. The the inconvenient barriers. It's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah. I, I think we've had some decent decent runs, but I guess those would probably be the most the best of and a lot of a lot of character a lot of people characters calling our, our calling the dear listener a character. I think we had some pretty fun to they, listen they like, to Alabama episodes. Alabama was yeah. good. Dear Gary's seem to be well received. Mm-hmm. I think they're fun to do. They're easy to do. That's like the free to play MMO of our episodes. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to do. It gets people hooked. You Everybody know. can dip in. You're not missing anything. There's no preparation. You have to code. You don't have to code anything. You just steal stuff from other people. Yeah, it's easy. Uh, that's what I would say. Yeah, I really love the topical episodes. I think uh, I think they're always interesting. They're fun. Good to record and actually fun to listen to. I've got, let's see, one, two, three, four, five more questions. These are more classic Dear Gary questions. Okay. <clears throat> I think we might be able to get through these <clears throat> in the next half hour. Let's do it. Let's do it. <clears throat> this is from RD&D. Oh! Yes. Roll Tide or Nah? Dude, Roll Tide oh, or yeah. Nah are great. <laughs> Come on. We should do another one of those soon. Oh, that was... Uh, did we first, have The first Roll one? Tide or Nah? Did we have did, two? Wait, did we do two? We did two. two. Oh, okay, we did two. The first one was so... Anyway, sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, those are Kino. All right. This one's from RD&D. I just bought with my friends the starter set. I don't think this person speaks English as a first language, but I like the Latinate construction. I just bought with my friends the starter set, subject, verb, object, for our first game at D&D, and I'm so excited. Can I ask you some advices from your experience? So the starter set is the one you ran. Not the essentials kit that we just most recently. The minds of Fendelver. Yeah, lost mine of Fendelver. Okay, new DM Stacy, who's been DMing for like the entire world apparently since quarantine. Do you have any advice for for people running the Lost Minds of Fendelver? Play for almost three years. With a bunch of a-holes who put you down all the time. <laughs> that, Stacey, toughens, that toughens Stacey, your skin. You don't know the rules after three years. How does that help you? <laughs> and we also keep changing the rules. I mean, that doesn't help either. <laughs> to be fair. I, I know, you're, I, I know yeah. what happens when you roll a crit now. You know why? Because I started DMing. <laughs> <laughs> that is really funny. We, we might have glossed over that. I don't know. Um, I would, I, as, as somebody who is... Well, don't do it. Do it with people that have never played before because there's no way i would dm a game with you guys yeah <laughs> really you might oh it'd be a mass shooting I would, <laughs> I would get mad and just yeah it'd be it'd be horrible we probably would neg you quite a bit oh yeah yeah, yeah i don't even want y'all watching the youtube stuff that we're okay. doing because wait I, you're doing youtube stuff oh no oh no <laughs> yeah but you, you are ne- you'll never find it yeah i'll find <laughs> it, find it. logan will tell me how there's like our, our our first stream has nine views. It's been up for two weeks. Well, so do, so do all our episodes. I know I know people who will tell me how to find it. So, um, but I would just say, just have fun with it. Don't care if you screw up. Don't care too much about. And Daniel gave me some really good advice because I called him because the first time I did, did you take this, my advice about DMing in the nude. 
<laughs> not with my 11 year old nephew. Okay. No, I did not. Well, it would have been better. If I've gotten had. in trouble Uncle for Stacey. that before. <laughs> um, oh no! But your, but your wife was there though, right? <laughs> um, so I was I was gonna I was gonna teach my nephew how to do it because I figured I, I just thought he would really enjoy D and D, right? And so just because of his personality and and um, so. I sat down. With, I talked. You to don't him. have to talk negatively about him on air. I'm not. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> he, he would enjoy D. He's a special boy. <laughs> um, but uh, I called Daniel and I was like, "Hey, look, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, show my nephew how to how to play Dungeons and Dragons." And I don't really know the. Obviously, you know, I don't know. The, I'm not haven't memorized the rules or even five of the rules. So. <laughs> Um, you know, how do I do? I worry about this or I worry about that? And he said, "Just tell the story." And that's kind of what I was not thinking. Say that at all? That is like the opposite. <laughs> Keely, that's what you he got said. From it. Don't let the rules and the mechanics no. get in the way of no. of of, of no. playing the play. Don't worry about them. That's like the time I talked to somebody who said, "Oh, you've read you've read Ayn Rand's The Fountainhead." Uh, no, Atlas shrugged. What What did this person think about it? And the person said, uh, "She just thought it was all about just like." Uh, being yourself and how people can work together. <laughs> like, oh, that's an interesting take on it. Uh, great. No, you, you, you did, you did, you, you did say you got to know that you didn't discount the mechanics and the rules and stuff, but you just said actually, I, you so, didn't, so, so, you didn't so, really so discount. Knowing, knowing he, Daniel, I feel like his advice would have been very different. He he said he said <laughs> he, focus was, on focus. Just tell the story and have a good time. Be be indifferent. Wait wait. Be indifferent. I am paraphrasing, but that is wait, pretty much what no, you said. But, okay, I want to guess. I want to guess. But what did Daniel say? I want to guess. What? Okay. Can I guess? Yeah. Okay. Uh, be be indifferent to uh, the the feelings of like the people you're playing with and what they want from it, and just stick to the rules and execute them completely. That is not what that he said. That's not what I and said. And let let it let the chips fall where they may. Oh my! I would what? have said that. So can we ask Daniel what what Daniel said? Yeah. What I actually said uh, is that you only need to remember one rule. And that's if you don't know what happens next, make a check against DC ten with some ability score added to it, and maybe a skill check. That's the only rule you, you did really say need that. To know. You did say that. You did say that. But what if it'd be more fun? But to, in the conversation, uh, to change we were... the outcome. Should you ever fudge no. the dice? No. But what if it's like ten times more fun? No, it doesn't matter. A hundred times. <laughs> doesn't matter. A thousand That's, times. Doesn't matter. <laughs> what if they rage quit? <laughs> because then you're just making stuff up. You're not playing a game. You're just. You that, that, but that, I would, that, that was my point. That's what I'm trying to say. I would yeah. say if somebody's going to DM unless they unless they have really memorized all the stuff or been playing for a long time or yeah, just all or the minutia, a, it doesn't matter. Right. The, the point exactly. is presenting That's, situations and asking people to say make what a decision. They do yeah. And that that's it. That, and that. What did I just say? I mean, you said I, I, that tell was a, the story, and that's not like, it. Like, just forget about the rules and just tell the story. I didn't say forget about the rules. Don't get caught up on all the minutia of the rules. Okay, now, that's probably what I would say. That I, okay, you're going to law listen to this. That's basically what I just said. Mm-hmm. It was, a, and I said it was a paraphrase. Anyway, that's what I did. The kid had a good time. He enjoys it, and he wants to play more. Well, okay. There and you so go. that's that's what I'm doing with these these other two guys that we're, we're uh, doing the, the Twitch stream with, and that's that's. I mean, if I don't know a rule, I'll just kind of make my best guess, and I'll go up and I'll look at it afterwards so that I can do the rule the next time. So do you think it's a good idea to interrupt the flow of play in order to look up rules? I feel that I'm on blast. At times, (laughs) maybe sometimes... 
But if you're doing that all the time, it's gonna just yeah. it's gonna be boring yeah. for everybody. It's gonna it's gonna everybody's gonna tune out. There's, there's yeah. like, there gotta be a flow. You gotta gotta keep up. I'll give you, you know, an example. Last week, last week we did uh, in 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 the Lost Mine of, of Fendelver. You, when you get into the Cragmaw Hideout, yep. there's a room right there on the right, and it's got. Well, I cut it down to two wolves because it's <laughs> sweet pie. <laughs> well, there's only two players. There's only two players, and so yeah, I am taking it. I'm taking it a lot easier on them than was tr- how I was treated when I first played. Should have made it eight wolves. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, a, and a kindly orc. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kindly. I misunderstood too. He's like, no, no, no! Don't shoot! Don't shoot! <laughs> um, no, um, Do I not bleed? <laughs> Anyway, he cast animal handling on it. And the way I was reading it is that he could not charm and calm these animals down, but it turns out he could have. So after I looked it up, did some research on it, and then afterwards I got on our Discord channel and I said, hey, you could have... So next time yes. I'll know what that does. Yep. It charms, so it charms animals. I, I wouldn't get... If you don't know what to do, make your best guess as logical as you can, and then look up that situation afterwards and keep the game moving. I agree completely. So, so okay, I got an interesting scenario then. So, what if, in an important part of the game, you make the wrong call, and then everyone goes and looks it up, and it turns out you were entirely wrong, and there were dire consequences to your error? Since I'm... Since what, what do you do as a new DM? Do you roll it back? As, a, say, as, a, as That's a, tough. As a... I guess a boomer DM. I say, get over yourselves mm, and deal I with it. I would roll it back. Oh. I, w- I may roll it back. Oh, I, I oh just, sweetie pie Daniel here rolls it back. Admit, I did. Yeah. It's your fault. If we're intending to play it according to the rules, or even according to physics, and I just totally like if we're playing a sci-fi game, God forbid, <laughs> <laughs> vent the whole cargo hold. <laughs> so I really like that episode too. By the that way, that was Mothership was fun. That was a good one. Mothership was fun. <laughs> that was my least favorite. <laughs> not any, not any shade toward Mothership as a game. It's just as a genre that I just don't like because science is fake and space is also fake. <laughs> <laughs> And so, the moon landing also fake. <laughs> Nothing exists outside of this flat Earth. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Rectangle. I mean, imagine living outside the Earth. Couldn't be me. <laughs> so I, if I made some a call that was just wrong, because I don't see the GM as the ultimate arbiter. I see a reality external to the GM, which the DM is, is the noumenal realm. And the DM has possibly the most unfettered access to this realm, but sometimes he's blocked. Sometimes... His own ignorance prevents him from grasping that essence that, that, that we later grasp. I say it's okay to roll it back if it's not too much trouble. It, are you talking about like in the game or afterwards? Man, look, everybody went home. They were so pissed at you. They went home. They never want to play with you again. They went home, and they realized that you were actually totally wrong, and you were just being so stubborn. I don't about think it. I would be. I don't. I don't think I would be that stubborn if I was wrong and it, 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 if it was a crucial thing and it totally. Oh, you just thought they were being complainers, but <clears throat> actually they were right. Yeah, I was joking. Okay. But I, I, I would listen to them, and if if that's the case, and yeah, I would I would roll it back. I wouldn't have a problem. Wrong. No. Never show weakness. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't saying that in order to agree with you. I just happened to agree with you. I don't. Now oh. your players will never respect you again. <laughs> So, so Stacy, would you fudge a dice die roll? What do you mean? Like, like what I lie about it? Yeah. So, so that's when you roll it and say the outcome doesn't seem that fun. It's boring somehow. No one knows other than you. I haven't yet, but I've only DM'd a few sessions. Don't do it. It ceases to be a game. Do it. No, it becomes like a 
a triple A, it becomes like a naughty dog game. It becomes like the last of four. Where you, you just have them in a QTE and you're like, oh, you just, you just keep tapping the button. Oh, you died, but you didn't really die because you just keep reloading it. And tapping so the I'll tell you what I have done. I have, uh, I did, I did roll back the, the, the thing. Um, or I changed it to a house rule because some people, I read up on it. Some people do this on the death saves after combat's over. I say that they go ahead. They go ahead and they can revive up to one point. Mm-hmm. Now I told them mm-hmm. I'm going to do that during this time so that they can learn and and level up and get not, used to all that. And then once they know, we're not doing that okay, anymore. Okay, that's not and, fudging though. Fudging is when you roll a die secretly <clears throat> and then lie about what happened. Yeah, like like say say you're uh, you're not really sure if someone dies or not. Like so there's some kind of circumstance, and it seems like death could be a possibility. Uh, or you even say, oh oh, you know, you took the poison dart, you're dead. And they say, no no no, wait 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 wait, I think I do this. And you say, okay okay, I'll give you a shot. You roll it, and it does it does in fact kill kill them. them? Okay, I think but I would. You, I think but then I would you just... say that. But then you say that they made it. Maybe it'd be more fun if he doesn't die. Maybe maybe you up the stakes somehow. I think I, and it think I would more stick to that dice roll. I mean, I, I like I like the sticking to dice roll. I mean, even when we're doing it remotely, and I'm 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 saying what the dice are. I'm not. You I'm, don't you don't, you don't even roll the dice, do you? No, I don't. <laughs> Jim, would you fudge I, a dice roll? Yes. Yeah. Would you really? That's why Jim and I have eternal enmity yes. with one another. The yin and the yang. I think that if or would I? <laughs> <laughs> I might. Uh, let's I see. Might. Um, I, I have definitely not tried that hard to uh, really care what the dice says before. That's true. The only time I would fudge a dice roll is if I called for a die roll and then three milliseconds later realized I shouldn't have called for a die roll at all. Yeah. 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 And I should have just made a judgment that I wanted to make in the first place. Like, like if I rolled so- something behind the screen and realized. It is an absolute instant TPK. I might, I might fudge it and give them a chance. I might, I'm not yeah, gonna let them off, but I, I might I make it. I might, I might soften the blow a little bit instead of just ending the game right there. Yeah, like I've definitely had regret about circumstances, and you know, if the if the if the party doesn't really seem like it's fair, fictionally or narratively or whatever, you know, they're really put giving me a lot of pushback. Then yeah, yeah, you know, we can we can make it go the other way. You know, we can give them a chance, and that's more interesting. Uh, because because you know you're you're all participating in this space, uh, and maybe their picture of it isn't quite the same as yours in some important ways. You know, like if I had a group running away from my from some wizards, and we were th- my wizards were throwing fireballs at them, <coughs> I might make a few fireballs miss. <coughs> yeah, you know, you know, fictionally, uh, <laughs> I don't think. Yeah. Okay. I was referring to the end of our Prince of the Apocalypse. Um, I, I actually felt really, Five really sad. I felt, I felt seriously sad when uh, when Shadow died. It really hurt me. But one of the things that they're going to have to get used to as a new player is the character bitter. dying. And I've already told them, have two character sheets ready. Bro. Like, have two of them. I said, because my experience was, I spent three weeks, like <laughs> hours every day, creating my first character. Because that's why I got into D&D in the first place. It's character creation and, and that kind of stuff. And I spent like, okay, I, just everything I could think of, every kind of detail of his backstory. I died the first night. And I was pissed. I'm not a killer DM. And you're not, but but in just a few weeks later, we had a, t- a TBK, like everybody in the party died. You died two nights in a row, I think. Like, you, oh, no, no, you, no, you died, you had two characters die in one night. Yeah, his second yeah. character yeah, died. Yeah, I think I, I think I think I did, yeah. yeah. Yeah, caution is a hard lesson. All right, next question. I don't mean like I don't want to be a cleric anymore, because, wait, sorry, I've got to interpret this as like a dumb person. No, no, I, read it as written. No, that's what I'm trying to do. Okay. <laughs> I don't mean like I don't want to be a cleric anymore because it's so boring. 
I mean as in when you step back and look at the character and their actions and you think, wow, this dude is a huge a-hole, but then you role-play them anyway. This is under the topic, have you ever played a character you hate? What? I don't understand. Yeah, how, what, okay. How do you play a character that you, like, you choose who your character is, right? This is the oh, discussion. No, and, no I, I think you could you could play a character that... That's and not like you are and therefore you hate Yeah, that, that's, like, that's like morally or ethically the exact mm-hmm. opposite of you in real life and that you really, you don't have a lot of contact with, I don't know, in your experience. Like, like you, don't, you don't, it's hard to even picture what it'd be like to be that person. I've played characters where I was forced to randomly roll attributes and characteristics about the character, and I hated the character, and I still had to play it. Yeah. But how'd you handle that? I just played the character. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but but did you, were were your actions still, did they feel like your own a lot? I mean that literally. Or was it the character's actions? No, it was the character's actions. Like, I I, I played the character. I don't mean, I I don't mean, like, I just played the game. I mean, I I did, I played the character the way that they were meant to. You tried they, the method act. If, yeah. it, if it were me and I got a character that I hated, either they developed into something I didn't like because of roles or I was randomly forced to pick something, I would just, I forgot where I read this. Maybe it was like an Apocalypse World forum or something. Drive them like a stolen car and just not worry about their survival. That's what I but did. But just have them go all out in becoming exactly who they are. Yeah, There's, yeah that makes sense. And the person who made me do that is in this room. <laughs> He's looking at Jim. <laughs> what I do? It was in the Maze of Blue Medusa. I hated oh, that character. So oh, yeah, it was terrible. It's good times. So having a character you hate is actually freeing. It's a wonderful it, experience. That is so true because I experienced that where I was like, you know what? I can do whatever the hell I want to do. Exactly. I want to run into this. Ro- I'm gonna run into this room. It's like, if but you die, don't care. Then great. And if <laughs> yeah. you live, it's a great story. I think I did die, and I think it was the first character I ever had that died in any. A tabletop RPG, and it was because I didn't care, and I was just running anywhere, didn't care. Also, I I resent the implication that, that a having a cleric fun. could be boring. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, my gosh. Yeah. Yes. I love clerics. Clerics. Well, are you know, awesome. they may not be a very uh, spiritual person. Or well, no, I could see where if they're talking and, and they just don't really like get it. I guess if you you're know? just playing like I would, I've never played a, a cleric that just healed stuff all the time. Yeah, I could see where if you were in it not for the fictional content first. Or in just a pure dungeon where the only relevant fact of your clerisy is turning undead. And all you're doing is just healing and turning undead all the time. I could see that could be kind of boring. Yeah. So you're just like a, yeah. a worse fighter that sometimes does heals. Yeah. But see. what about someone who's just, uh, you know, say you're a pretty extroverted person and it's a very introverted character. Like that for me is really hard because, you know, in games I tend to want to speak up a lot as a person i think you can make up and, for that with inner dialogue yeah or just saying what you want to happen but you're just frustrated at what you have to make the character do yeah i say but yes. i think that's that's a fun challenge to do is playing something against your type but if, if you can't do it and it's gonna make you miserable then just play to your type yeah, your yeah, own sure. personality type so is, is the most fun character one that's most like you then i don't accept awesome so. i don't think I think there's a, a pleasure. <laughs> Superpowers? None of my characters are awesomer in, than I. In each variety. <laughs> you know, like, because uh, sometimes you play, like, an RPG on the computer and you make characters very much like you. And there's a certain pleasure in that. But there's also something in getting this random assemblage and then just doing what you can with it. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I, I love that. I think it's great. However, sometimes uh, I feel exactly how the, the writer of this excellent question uh, feels. Yeah, I apologize for saying the person's dumb. Maybe they were just foreign, or like and they're they, not foreign. Not, okay, maybe they were just fourteen. It's quite possible. <laughs> I don't think that's better, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, 
but I think there's a middle way too that's fun where it's not exactly your personality or random, but you're choosing from a preset template which you get to customize within. So you can kind of pick and calibrate your level of identification with your character. You get to choose it. I like that. So like when we played the final girl, for instance, I, you know, a lot of the characters did seem kind of detestable and they kind of got worse as, as it went on. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was a fun episode. I kind of mental blocked that game. Oh, did you it was not so like good, it? dude. It's fine it if a... you didn't like it. Did you not like it? I don't remember. Like, I don't remember. I, me- I remember pl- I played it, but I can't even remember what it was. It's a horror slasher game. Only oh, one I hated person could it. survive. Yeah, uh, it was a horror slasher game. I hated it. I hate that stuff. Ah, okay. I thought it was Fair. pretty fun. Fair. It's not the kind of thing I want to play all the time, but. Yeah. And and in that game that you mentioned that we you know we won't say that I, you could beep out the name maybe but uh, Maze of the Blue Medusa, <laughs> I, I, I intentionally made it so that you that these these people were like despicable people like they were the dregs of society and you really wouldn't care that much. Yeah. You know? I wasn't expecting you to get that attached to it because uh, it's an extremely complex and like dangerous kind of place that you're in and it's uh, you very this, easy to die a lot you wanted us to care more about the place than the characters and i all yes exactly and uh, use them as stolen cars like daniel yeah. said well <laughs> i <laughs> was not mature enough in my tabletop gaming to be able to uh, appreciate this that. is backed up by the fact that i made it like near instant respawn by just like re-rolling your character you, you use um, we were using yeah. like basic D rules some random you know basic gng generator yeah 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 and then you rolled on table and that was it you just did two things yeah and then here's your character rolls back in here comes another crazy person into the grinder you know uh anyways so all right next question how can i make my fighter a useful and fun to play member of the party this is a 4e question i'm thinking of multi-classing to ranger but i don't know if there's a more useful more fun thing to do Uh, multi-classing to cleric this is 4e but the question itself strikes me as i don't understand that mindset like if i choose a character it's already fun for me but i guess if you're doing 4e then your evaluation of usefulness and fun is purely mechanical Hmm. but even so i don't think that's true we've had we've had situations in 4e where people use their like at will weak baby powers in really cool ways Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah like it's hard to determine what are they what are they considering as fun in that scenario. It's like, yeah. what do you think is it? Is it you thinking it's lame because you're just a fighter and you swing stuff? It's like, well, I mean, everything in four E is a power, a spell, essentially. Yeah, it's surprising to me. This is the fourth edition question because everybody had like these superpowers that were like spells. Well, maybe four E fighters are tanks. They don't do like DPS really. I mean, they have a couple DPS options probably some of their dlc or something i don't know yeah they're mostly meant to just be sticky and have people attack them and not like do anything Hmm. maybe you just have to embrace that if you know that ahead of time if you're in a 4e kind of game or tactical game yeah i think my advice here would be uh you know what is what are you trying to optimize in this experience and probably be combat fitness uh and then the acceptance of their different roles which are like explicitly listed i mean they're striker defender what were they? I don't. You guys, you guys remember that, right? Like there are four yeah. explicit roles, and yeah, each of the classes okay. fell into one of those roles. There's leader, which is like clerics and warlords. Yeah, like buffs and stuff like yeah. that. Strikers, which are rogues, like DPS class. Yeah. Warlocks. Defenders, <laughs> yeah. which are fighters and stuff, and then controllers. Controllers, wizards, that's right? Like, yeah. So, I think you're right. It was four. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's kind of baked in. So you kind of pick whichever role seems the most fun and. 
and you just you know, try to optimize it, do your best. So it's not all about just what DPS you can do. And it sounds like it's what they're trying to kind of blend in. Yeah, maybe also yeah. just make it up in the role play, you know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, that, that may be a situation where there's not much going on in that department. So yeah, just make your character play off of it somehow. Either your character loves protecting other people, or your character hates it and is always dogging everybody because he's having to get in the way of swords for them or something. I don't know. Yeah, we've had many a night where we've sat like distracted around the table and rolled dice for like four hours for like a single fight in fourth edition. You know, we all, y'all, you know, I've definitely had the experience where I came in like pumped up. I was ready to play his character. I think they're really cool and fun. And then we grind out a fight for like, you know, four hours or maybe. So maybe that's less of a symptom of being a fighter and more of a symptom of playing a grindy edition of D&D. Yeah, it doesn't seem like they're not having fun. It just seems like they want to be doing a different class, like a different role, like not... Yeah, Train. maybe a striker. Like maybe that's what you want to be. Rangers yeah. or strikers? Go be a ranger then. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's move on. <clears throat> Almost done. What class should be my first? And oh, what class? Oh, I'm going to just edit this. What class should I be in my first D and D game? I think either a fighter or a sorcerer. What are some other good ones? Not a sorcerer. S- sorcerers. That's complicated. It's a lot more complicated than fighters. I think you should always be a fighter for your first D and D game, or yes. be the one. I was not. That seems most fun to you. <laughs> I mean, I guess it depends on how much time you have to read rules and yeah, okay. prepare. I revised this immediately. <laughs> you, you're going to say cleric? No, I oh, just okay. think you should be whatever fictionally sounds coolest to you. Yeah, sure. And then just have enough time to talk with the DM so you know what you're doing. Yeah, or play with a group that's willing to that help will you. That will never happen play, like, until you play. Yeah. Uh, mm, and if your yeah. DM does not like to talk on the phone, that will never happen. <laughs> so if you're not a boomer, you won't want to try to talk on the phone. You'll chat in Discord. I don't have yeah. time to be chatting. I would say Rogue, just because they can do a lot of stuff. They're and very it, versatile. Yeah, and I it, think that... it seems like that would be a good place to start from to figure out what you really want to be. But to me, I would never pick Rogue because I have zero interest in the archetype fictionally of a Rogue. I don't care about it one bit. Really? Yeah. Didn't we all just create characters for nothing but rogues? Yeah, that, and then I realized I don't care about that at all. Thank it was you. just a purely mechanical experiment, which maybe I will do. I created all the prep for it for a Thieves <sighs> Guild game. But then I realized I don't care about Thieves Guild junk. We have that in common. I thought you just like deleted it all. but okay. No. It I didn't ha- sound interesting to me, but I, I wanted to do it just for the experience. I have two versions ready. One for Tailspire and one for... Y- Tabletop usage using an actual map of an of a like a. You know what manor. sounds interesting to me? Doing the thing we said we would do, which is make it all the way to level twenty. I in hate the twenty campaign. I hate Watsy, and I don't want to do any more Watsy jump. We'll talk about this after. <sighs> if you put a gun to my head, maybe I will do that. Hold on. Okay. Anyway, I'm going to my pickup. <laughs> but yeah, now my revised opinion is: you should just think. Do I think Conan or like Solomon Kane or what's a wizard? Are there any cool wizards? No. Gandalf. Gandalf. Okay. Merlin. Gandalf. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There's cool wizards. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> How about that wizard from uh, Gandalf? Uh, Saruman. Yeah. Oh, anyway. Okay, yeah, like so, obscure so, text like the Lord of the Rings might have some cool wizards. Do you guys remember your first characters? Tom well, Bombadil. I, I think yes. Stacy probably does. I do. What? My first, my first character was a wizard. Make it <laughs> my first character was Yonren. My first character was Feanor, the, the wizard in 3.5 D&D. And I oh, liked that Feanor. was in Shackled City. Yep. And I still remember I had a toad uh-huh. familiar. Fibby. That's uh-huh. right. I remember because I put so much fictional energy into this guy. I really liked him. 
trying. See, it's it's just yeah. It doesn't matter what class. Just pick what sounds cool and then care about it. I did what sounds cool for my first class, and then later found out it wasn't cool because it was a critical role class. Uh, the Blood Hunter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Did do, did you uh, approach it, John, like in a way that you thought something was cool, and then you like thought up a character and like had like a backstory in mind and all kinds of stuff like that, or did yeah. you say? So I looked at the, what can I do when I do the most damage as or something. A little bit of both. Like I looked, okay. okay, how can I do some cool damage? And I thought, okay, fictionally, how can I make a character that would make sense with this these mechanics that I've just, I've chosen? And then I built the character around. And that's always. A lot of times, that's what I do. I say, "Oh, that's a cool mechanic. Let me build a character that makes a se- makes sense for that mechanic." And that's how I. And that was the PC. Wind up a character. Yeah, the first PC. Okay, Tim, do you remember your first character? Mm, nope. Do I remember your first character? Mm. <sighs> I no. want to say the first time I played was, was it a barbarian? Probably. <clears throat> I don't, I I don't think so. Oh no, I, the pal- paladin. I think I went fourth over, edition. No, 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 no. I think the first time I technically played with any of you guys was I went over to Daniel's house. Jeremy Walker was there. I want to say it was Matt, Moose, uh, and Walker, and you. Yep. I mean, Walker we were, played I think we were doing Kill the Barbarian. Yeah, we were doing... Thought the, Kill the Defenestrated, who got thrown out a window. <laughs> we were doing... <laughs> we, were, <laughs> we were doing that... Um, it was my homebrew campaign. No, 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 no. Yes. No. Yes. No, the one that I was... That I remember... That I recall first time ever playing was... It was just that one night, and it was... Um, what was that module... Uh, that's not the one worm or something oh age of worms age of worms and we were doing like the first thing and where you go down into the ruins yep and there was a water <laughs> elemental yep. at some point and you got killed in the water but i think no. that did happen at some point but i remember there was like a we had to climb a rope to get down into it yeah and then he went to the top before us that was zach it was that zach? was zach I thought it was that. You know, that would make I sense. It was if Jeremy he was Walker. There. Walker was. There. I think Walker was there too. And he was like, "Oh, I'm playing an evil character." <laughs> now I think Walker was the one who did the rope. Zach was there doing a foot fetish. Oh, he was doing a. Foot, I was totally there. He was doing a foot fetish. Yeah, he uh, went hard on that. Yeah. yeah, but um, but no, it was Walker who did who pulled the rope up. I was like, "Nope, sorry." And we're like, uh, <laughs> I don't remember what class I was. Though. It was probably some sort of melee fighter or something. Yeah, probably. And he like edge lord walked like away from the hole. <laughs> the explosions in the background. And no one understands. He's, not, he's me. not looking at it. No. <laughs> Moose, do you remember your first character? Uh, I remember being a monk uh, back when your first homebrew campaign. Because I remember I came to your house, and out come the D and D books. Out come the D and D books. And I think I, I can't do this. I can't follow. Uh, D down this path of playing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> I was I was not ready for that journey because at this point our relationship was mainly uh, playing basketball together yeah. and lifting Starcraft. weights and playing Starcraft. And so, yeah. so yeah, but we played a homebrew campaign. It was yeah, a lot this of fun. is this is a bunch of chads you're listening to. <laughs> yeah. uh, we just came from the gym and we're going to go right, right back. There so after I played this a monk. I just remember playing a monk and just uh, having a lot of fun with that. I remember that. I, yeah. I remember that now. Yeah, that's three point five, and uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun, yeah, and that's fun. how we got started. And then from there, I remember uh, Tim and I played a lot of Fourth Edition together. You played mm-hmm. a cleric all the time. Yeah, lots of cleric faith. time. Lance of faith. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay, that was good. I enjoyed that. Last question: D and D help with a toxic player? I think we are already know the answer to this question. <laughs> Hello, I'm playing through a D and D campaign, The Curse of Strahd, Five E, with my girlfriend. Problem number one. Co-workers, <laughs> problem number two. 
And friends, problem number three. <laughs> Lately, I've been having a hard time keeping my cool with a fellow player I wouldn't call a friend, at least not after I discovered he makes derogatory remarks about my girlfriend behind my back. Ooh. <laughs> the fun doesn't stop there, as he frequently disrupts the party and loudly throws fits when he doesn't get his way. He disrespects me to my face. Why haven't you killed him yet? <laughs> Challenge him to a duel. In when front of your girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you stand that in front of my GF. Uh, when he says he hopes I die and laughs. <laughs> I had skipped over that. I didn't, even, I didn't even realize that was in there. And laughs whenever I fail a saving throw. I think I just read the first two sentences and thought, okay, this is good. He is, <laughs> Go on. <laughs> he has gone through four character sheets as he doesn't read up on classes or collaborate with the rest of the group. <laughs> on one occasion, he has fled from a boss battle. I mean, respect. <laughs> leaving, I can fill him there. <laughs> leaving all of us to die, save himself, and an irrelevant NPC that he believes has claim over. This guy is actually awesome. <laughs> Yeah, Daniel's like, wait, this is this dangerous. about me? Yeah, this is, is this about dangerous. the side group I had on the side. You're like, I don't think we should go in there. <laughs> Daniel's like, I'm playing. This. this is me. And didn't even remember doing it when we reconvened next session. I love this guy. He just does things and doesn't even remember them because he's so busy doing other things. He's just this. This guy's a chat. Oh yeah, but when I do it. Normally, I would confront someone like this respectfully. Oh yeah, okay, OP. I'm sure you would. And ask them to leave. <laughs> However, I can't do this because two reasons. Mm. He is the DM's cousin. And he is on the autism spectrum. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, there's a different layer. Well, well that's oh. why you like him so much. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. Everyone at one time or more, including the DM, have felt uncomfortable from his behavior. I don't know what to do. All caps, help. So this is not the DM. This is a player. How uh, far on the spectrum is he? That would know. be the question. He seems normal to me. <laughs> <laughs> then he is way, way on the other end of the spectrum. Just ask him to... Well, I guess, so he's not... This guy's not the DM. No, he's a player. He's the DM's cousin. He's the DM's No, the guy who wrote the post. He's just a player. The he's OP, a player, too. The OP is just a player. The problem player is the DM's cousin. Oof. He's got to worry. Find He's got to worry because if he makes a, a strong move against him, he may start a blood feud with the DM's family. <laughs> He's so, got to take that in mind. You know, just just you know, starting from the basic assumption here. Do you find his play that problematic? Really? I mean, does he do anything that crazy what? that like you know, Asa doesn't like do every time? Or <laughs> I've run from fights. We walked yeah. up to that troll in Dungeon Academy, and I said, "Nope." And so did you, Jim. And uh -huh. we ran away. <laughs> Everybody else died. Oh, I might have started the fight. Yeah, I was like, let's, let's remember like, like that instead. But I'm pretty sure Jim Instead, let's remember it like that. I like, I like your version You're worse. better. <laughs> you started the fight and then ran away. <laughs> I mean, jeez. I mean, if, if, I were, if I were, you know. Well, jeez, it was a troll. <laughs> Jim's the real troll. Every challenge is often an opportunity. I, I mean, I feel like each of us has been guilty of almost every aspect of this stuff. So. Like, maybe just need to join like a toxic group of players. Is that, like, the most problematic thing he did is actually saying derogatory remarks about his girlfriend. Yeah. Maybe he's just telling the truth. And then saying he wished the OP would die and then laughing whenever the OP fails a saving throw. 
I mean, have we not all done of, that to one another at some point? It's hilarious. To be fair, I laugh. I when hope I you fail die, a saving throw. and then I laugh when you fail. Saving. I've done that to probably every single person here. Mm. You've and, definitely and, done that to me. Honest, I mean, I feel like I feel like there's a lot of like pointing fingers about who's on the spectrum or something. What is? <laughs> I don't. You know, again, I don't. I don't, so, I don't see how it bears on his behavior necessarily. Isn't it understood that if you are playing D anD D, you might be. And he's normally that type of person to like respectfully, you know, talk it out. Yeah, so he's saying he's not the kind of person to go and like write this long thing on the internet. You know, I started this question sympathizing with the OP because he's the OP, but I've taken a revisionist history of this account after reading through it a little bit and paying it, doing a close reading, reading between the lines, deconstructing it a bit. Maybe the OP is the problem player. Maybe he needs to wish people die and laugh when they fail saving throws <laughs> and tell the truth about their girlfriends. You know what I'm saying? Le- legit though, I just think just talk to somebody, man. Yeah, literally, just, just talk, talk to, to people. Just talk to people. That's that's just, of course the answer to this. Text him on just send him a message on Discord and be like, hey, yo, I don't like the way you talk about my girlfriend. And he's gonna be like, what are you talking about? LOL. And then that <laughs> that's gonna be the end. <laughs> Whatever. Like just and if he does, then that's fine. At least like you tried. Then you're going to go to the DM. You're going to go to the DM and be like, hey, uh, your cousin, he's making remarks about my GF behind my back. The and the DM's like, yeah, I do too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he goes and talks to people, he's going to realize everyone is against him. <laughs> he's going to realize that the, the problem player is actually the coolest guy there, and they're, they're all just having a D&D game for the excuse of getting to hang out with this guy. Yeah. He doesn't even remember what happened last session. He's just too busy doing awesome things and saving himself and winning D&D every single night. Yeah. I mean, I think the answer for real, though, is just always the same. And just get it, you got to just try to talk to somebody. Just talk to just people. Just pull them aside and talk to them. Yeah, and if that it, doesn't work, you escalate. Yeah, no, yeah. But, but if, but if <laughs> someone... Take off your gloves, slap them in the face, throw it on the ground. Yeah. He pulls out a knife, you pull out a gun. But, but, but gun, real talk, again... pull out the Constitution of the United States. <laughs> They keep, but but the whole the whole the whole autism thing. I, again, I just want to say it has nothing to do with this behavior, really. And there's nothing that would keep him from saying something about the behavior. Like you know, I, I, this person doesn't sound like that dysfunctional. You can't say, yeah, you shouldn't talk about my girlfriend like that, or that the GM, who's his cousin, couldn't talk to him about these specific concerns. But yeah, I and know if somebody, all that fails, he just it, needs to quit playing. Yeah, just them. go to another group. Yeah, 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 you're not you're not like stupid or incapable of understanding like basic moral things when you're on the spectrum that's not what it is so just kind thank, of thank, throwing that out there thank you jim yeah that makes me feel better and if you're young enough you can always get parents involved that's yeah that's yeah. right that seems like kind of a young person problem that we're looking at here uh that's right you can always just tattle too so i'm yeah. curious get parents involved in with your middle age too because that would be hilarious right. <laughs> 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 i have my 70 something year old mom come in here and just reprimand y'all for calling me a boomer that's right yeah. you can fi- find them on facebook y'all leave my baby alone <laughs> then, you know, leave we'll, my baby you know alone what we'll do we'll look at find them on say, facebook and uh okay boomer yeah. <laughs> i'd have to fight you if you call that, my mom that's a, a dead boomer. meme now we can't say that anymore um so, what do you guys consider a toxic player? And have y'all ever played you? with somebody yes. else yeah. besides me? Besides me, and evidently my mom. Yeah. Uh, so, a toxic player for me would be someone who isn't even really even trying to play the game. He's uh, 
you know, he's someone who pulls the rope distracted. on the rest of the party. Yeah. So I, I mean, he's he's distracted. He's not engaged at all. He's uh, distracting everybody else at the table. He's not really listening. He doesn't know anything that's written on his character sheet or anything that's going on at the table. He's sitting on his phone or something. It's just it's someone who's not actually playing the game uh, is pretty toxic. But have then, you played? Have I you played people like that? Absolutely. I think all of us have been toxic players at some time. Yeah. Right? Totally. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I, I totally. I'm have, intentionally uh, a toxic player against Daniel frequently yes i know <laughs> i know we're gonna talk about this after the cast uh and there's people who like stir up like drama necessarily i don't know people who complain a lot or something yeah. I don't, you know for me like the I don't, uh, but i don't know toxic player is somebody who is stirring up real life drama at the game table yeah people who are not contributing to the object of the game is what i would say yeah yeah or getting real life personal i think that, that would be Oh yeah, so we, I don't. I don't think we've really had players necessarily like that, where they took it like really like beyond the table and took it very personally. But not really. That could totally happen. That is conceivable. And I think that about wraps it up for us here. At Gigi Nori, there may have been something that required editing for the abrupt <laughs> stop that you may have noticed. We won't go into details about what that was, but trust me, it was fine. It was toxic. It was. Uh, it was too funny. Again, you'll have to go to the Ur Patreon to hear that one. That's it's cost fifty dollars a month, <laughs> and uh, if you are eligible to sign up for it, you will have received a DM. No, uh, it's a fifty dollar application fee yeah, to even right. be considered. There's a, there's a full background check. Yeah, there is. We have to make sure you know you're one of us. You sign up uh, on the Patreon for fifty dollars a month, and then we send you the application. That's right. Please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I would feel really bad, and I was like, refund you your money. Don't do that. <laughs> okay. Well, this has been a very long kind of Dear Gary episode. I guess it's mostly by volume Dear Gary, although by length of time, not quite half Dear Gary. And next time we do an episode, I don't know what it's going to be on. We're going to talk afterward tonight about what we want to do next. I know what I want to do next. But am I a dictator? Nobody else wants to do that. Am I the <laughs> am I the Augustus Caesar of this place? Yes. I guess we'll find out. I see the Rubicon. It's right over there. Am I going to cross it? Am I going to roll the dice? We'll find out. But in the meantime, whatever this is, 190-something, we hope you enjoyed it. And we're looking forward to July for more GG No Re content. Uh, GG No Re.